Thank you for joining us. This is Weaving Spiders Welcome, episode 25, The Oathless Initiation Rituals with Occult Priestess, a.k.a. Corey. She's awesome. This was a super fun show to do. Enjoy. Crack Spider. Nice web, Mr. Crack Spider. T. The active ingredient in marijuana. THC. The active ingredient in marijuana. Hello. Web structure was not affected. It works. It works. Excellent. Good. I'm very excited. The spider didn't kill them. It built a hammock. The so I get to tell Elf on Twitter that we'll be back on. The spider didn't Oh, yeah. Um, I handled, I handled the dot. Did I join you live? Yeah. Yes, we are live. Okay, awesome. Um... Okay, so let's just do this. Connect it all back though, because it was fun how you, like, how, wait, how did this all happen again? There was a bunch of fun synchronicities that you had that you were like, what? Something, I think, Corinne? It went something like that? I don't know. I just thought that was fun. So you want me to talk about the synchronicities that brought me here today? Or, yeah, kind of, yeah, I mean, yeah, definitely. Sure. Do it. I saw Chance had interviewed Lindsay from Rogueways, right? I got all those names right. <laughs> and Chance does the podcast Interverse. And then I think most must have been through, I don't know how I literally got a hold of you. Yeah, yeah. I saw the name, Weaving Spiders Welcome. And then I messaged Jim and I was like dude what's that all about because that sounds Masonic and then Jim and then we said we were maidens because like my name is Kor and it means maiden in the Greek and so we were bonding on the maiden thing that's my last name maiden (laughs) yes and then you guys were on Rogue Ways it's true. That was fun. That was a great show. And then afterwards, you invited me to be in a chat. And then I chatted a long time with David. <laughs> but I got to saw, see your um, goats. Those goats are so sweet. So oh, that was yeah. fun. Thank you. And I got to see your Tesla tricks, which I think you should always share with the audience. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm working on that. I, I'd like to do that. I've been uh, playing with it a little bit, but uh, I need to get some uh, like demonstrations sort of figured out. I think it's pretty fun. I, I also need to do a little bit of uh, tinkering inside the box. Uh, um, I ended up buying a like an 80-year-old uh, Tesla quack medical machine. That, uh, Rife technology. <laughs> yeah, it's it's pretty cool it's like a high it's like high voltage uh low current and there's like a tesla coil inside this box and then 
and you, you, you're supposed to screw it into a light socket and that's where it gets its power from. And then uh, it's got this wand and you put all these little uh, apparatus into it. They're like uh, glass sort of neon tubes, but they have different, uh, they're filled with different gases. Like uh, they have argon and some of them have neon and I think helium perhaps. And they glow different colors. And as the machine runs current through it, it's supposed to, uh, I mean, it was supposed to like uh, heal your body, sort of like go through, like it goes through your body and doesn't hurt you, but it would kill all the, all the little bugs and nasty things that, that you don't want in your terrain, I guess, supposedly. So, um, but there were some lawsuits and they uh, recalled <laughs> and destroyed all, all the machines they could find. So or they just use there. them for the military now. I, yeah, that could be. Jim, and, uh, remind me to send you the video on the Dendura light bulb experiments these two gentlemen have been doing. What What is that? Dendura light bulb. Dendura light bulb. It's the. Uh, it's eleven oh. eleven, by the way, Snake. It's eleven eleven right now where I'm at. Nice. And in California, it's nine eleven all the time. <laughs> I, I see that number too, depending on what, 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 what I'm thinking about that day. So that Dendura light, it's the Dendura light bulb. It's the hieroglyphics of that light bulb. Yeah. So these yeah. two gentlemen recreated it and it sounds exactly like your Tesla machine. And what they noticed was the healing effects that this mercury filled, it, it creates a snake inside of it. They actually recreated the snake. Oh, that's so cool. I Yo, Snake. Snake. What's up? You talk about synchronicity. I was I just got off a live stream with a paranormal channel on YouTube. I watched and told them about my paranormal experience I had with a spiritual awakening being bitten by a snake. Yes. I've had those very same ones. The infusion of wisdom, I call them. Nice. Tell us more. You need to. Do you have Native American blood, mister? For me? Uh, Absolutely. We all do. Yeah. Oh, do we all in chat? I mean, uh, my my mother claimed it, but her name was Big Mama, and I remember in my grandparents' house there was a picture of her sitting on the toilet, and she was like six foot tall. She had pigtails that came all the way down to her knees, and I was told that my grandpa stayed warm in the winter by putting him in the oven. <laughs> Well, something that was very interesting to me that David and I found out about each other was that we're both Cherokee, but also... Very big deal. Everybody's like, that's like the most common, but still, go ahead. Sorry, it's good. Well, this is what I want to know about because no one's talking about it and I'm a conspiracy person. So um, my great-grandmother, full-blooded Cherokee, was named Daisy Dill. And I've always thought of that, that's two herbs, you know? And I thought, well, maybe that was her slave name. You know, like they didn't name her Trisha or something. They named her two herbs to keep her in her class. And then David tells me his great, great grandfather's name. It's just my great, yeah, my, yep, my mother's size. It's um, Hemp Wood. That's, yeah, Hemp Wood. His first name's Hemp, last name Wood. That was it. So it's like, what the? There's, there's something there. 
obviously. What, what would hemp? Hemp would what? Hemp would. W O O D. Oh. That's the last would, thing. As opposed to wouldn't. <laughs> Dang. Oh, jeez. Another zinger. Sorry, guys. Never apologize for your zingers. They're great. <laughs> I I normally wouldn't. <laughs> oh, jeez. Well, yeah, the synchronicities. Just keep going. This is. Well, does anyone else know their great grandparents' Indian names? Um, I don't know my great grandparents' Indian names, but um, it supposedly uh, my great 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 or great 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 grandfather he was a trapper in like montana and he um married this like indian princess and uh he he ended up uh louis lamour the author he ended up oh, basing wow. one of his, his characters after this uh my great 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 grandfather and his uh princess indian princess wife he was like a fur trapper i haven't read it i should track it down and read it but do you know the title there's a lot of louis more books it, my my grandpa loved louis lamore books and knew all of excellent those. books for young boys to grow up to and read that's what i hear i haven't actually read them to be honest I need to uh, check it out. Um, what about on your European side of the family, James? Um, the European side, it goes. I, I don't know about Native Americans on that side. I know that. Uh, <clears throat> like, I think it was Robert E. Lee's mother's mother was a maiden. But isn't it strange we don't know our own lineage like we should yeah, yeah we I, we know names and whatever but we really don't know our past like the elite do you know and that's right. our powers our past it's a genet genetic memory man I, my father book like that good thing. Work on it. some some relative of mine put together yeah. a whole genealogy and they went to the uh the mormon uh genealogy computer and well, do we know names? Because that's a good way to start. Is you could call, you could say what their names were, and you know, you'd well, you'd Jonathan, be surprised. That's the problem. Like when my father uh, did our genealogy way back, um, he was doing it off, off microfilm. But like the people in my family line that he said were Native American didn't have names. Like Old Lady Spice was the only record they had. They didn't have birth certificates. They weren't in their Christian Bibles. Right. The censuses were. You know, they all so, they send them all to schools, those Native American reform schools and just beat yeah. it out of them. I think that was that was them wiping them off the record. So if you're lucky, I mean, I think a lot of us have reintegrated. That's what it is. Yeah, I, I can share some interesting names on, on my side of the family that was from Europe and Sicily and Italy. Strega, do you have Strega witches in your family bloodline? Uh, I, I think that I think the Silk Road, uh, North Africa, Egypt, Sicilian, Italy probably has a lot of uh, history to it and genetic memory for sure. Um, 
Uh, but I, I'm kin to the, uh, my mother's maiden name is Langio and her maiden name is Constantine. And wow. mine, yeah, and mine is, 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 is actually P-I-C-C-I-O-N-E, which is Piccione, which means a pigeon and, or dove. And in Spanish, it's Piccione. And my family crest is the, uh, here, I'll show it to you real quick. I got Mother Nature, uh, inside my, uh family crest let's see it's a dove with an olive branch in its mouth oh yeah that's, that's cool awesome. yeah let me shine a light on it real quick so you can see it and uh it's sitting above the knight's armor so that the bird is even more powerful than than the armor itself you know so that's 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 what that is, and then that's that's traced back to column Columbine Columbia. Uh, hey, the dove. Up, yeah, Freeman Fly did a whole se series yes, on Columbia, did. the goddess. Yeah, yeah I, I told Freeman I'd try to shout him out tonight. So the minute well, that, I heard something, <laughs> the dove, the dove goddess, right? The goddess, the dove. There's a dove on, on there, but I think they got it wrong. It wasn't Italy; it was Sicily. Oddly enough, the reason why I found that family crest was. Uh, they have a. They had in in 2006 of January in Kuwait. Guys coming back home from Iraq. There was this Irish guy, and he was like, "Hey, give me your name. Uh, it, give me this amount of much money, and I'll send you a certified uh, receipt. Uh, you know, certificate of your family's legacy and what their shield is." And I was like, "Yeah, whatever." And then I gave it to him. I said, sure, why not? And I sh sure enough, a few months later, I got it in the mail and I got the crest. And uh, it's, uh, you know, even if it's not it, it's the fact that the symbology is empowering and I have a shield, I have an armor, you know? Every every family should have that. It's it's your banner. It's your yes. legacy. And And I would suggest if you guys don't have one, to make, make one. one. Absolutely. Yes. And then if you want to turn it up to 11, you paint your face and go out in the woods with a rifle. <laughs> you do. Yes. There's something about painting your face, man. Any way you see fit, it's just something about uh, it's not covering up something. It's actually becoming one with something. Rip it and rip it, dude. Hell yeah. Yeah, that's that's all the hits I'm taking tonight. <laughs> that, that ancestral healing, I don't know when it came up in your guys's radar but it seems like collectively in our little collective tribe here because uh about 2018 2019 for real man and then uh 2020 like if you guys just engage a little bit in it you know i encourage if anybody's in chat who hasn't you know this is the work to be done right now for real yeah and do you have some Oh, nice. It's a, a hawk or a, a falcon, perhaps. Uh, oh. Caught a duck. <laughs> duck. It's, yeah. oh. Show What's it again. On? Show it. I'd, I'd like to see that again. I couldn't see it. Oh, oh, oh it's right here. When I talk, it might uh, make me pop up there. Mm. But yeah. Um, notice, notice what it's killed. What, what? I can't well, look at the bird underneath it. I think it's a duck. 
not a uh oh that that is a dove on this one yeah. <laughs> you guys are yeah. ancient warriors. and notice and notice the shields yeah. above the falcon coins right over here <laughs> oh man i don't know if that was it or if well here's madden which is it's a duck which is my name is maiden but that's uh, actually yours that's swissy you're, you got switzerland colors there i bet you that's that's swisso german i, I bet probably mod modern modern not maiden but modern. or paternal more right. what what really has uh so for a man is, is it your maternal line or no ma maternal the mom is the father right but what's and the matriarchal mean? is the mother is either one more important than the other or that depends on if you're a pagan or not so in the in the pagan tradition then go into it Please. in the pagan tradition you have the lord and the lady or the god and the goddess and that filters down into all of nature of the planet earth so where we could look at a more of a transhumanist viewpoint of ones and zeros, or we can look at a natural divine viewpoint of masculine and feminine. Oh, you go girl. Thank you. No, that's good. We're not going to be counting shit. We're just going to go more. Yeah. Well, how can you count shit? Seeds are abundant and countless. You can't count seeds, each, each, each plant. It's just nice. it's randomness and it's beauty. It's not meant to be zeros and ones that's how i'm listening to wayne mccroy today and i was going over his uh his he was reading from um manly p hall's melchizedek and unseen forces which is highly recommended ohm talks about Mount melchizedek but go ahead yeah yeah and he's really he's really pushing it about the transhumanism he's like they're trying to quantify everything they try and count everything they try and break it down in numbers and that is not nature yeah it's true with all the data points and everything else, like it just keeps growing, growing. It's like data mining feels like picking a scab that's just like, and just digging in and just infecting it worse and worse and worse. That's just how I feel about it. Like it's, it's just gets grosser and grosser and more infected and just more foul. I don't know. David, what about your family? Where are they from? Um, just like Danish, Cherokee, like Danish, Cherokee, German, <clears throat> Irish, Polish. Barsky like it's it's yeah <laughs> you know i'll tell you this david in the military if you anybody with the name uh sky or ski was always named ski everybody got a ski for a name that was that it was just a common thing oh yeah i've gotten it since um like third grade nobody's called me by my first name you want to know my maiden name johnny yeah let's hear sheckler on your mother's side or your father's? Mother's. Sheckler. Sh Sheckler? Yeah, Sheckle. Huh. Well, you know, they say it's a, a, the mother's side or the father's side, but what about the mothers on the father's side? I don't know. It's a, you know what I'm saying? I feel my father's side. Like, <clears throat> I I direct. My father did a great job. I mean, I told you, my, my great, great, great grandfather, his brother, and his son, my great, great, great grandfather um william um they fought in the civil war on the union side they marched from st genevieve missouri all the way up to st louis and uh i was able to get a hold of all their records so easily off the internet um you know i could read all their medical records their muster rolls 
and I thought Here, it the, the hero's journey. Did you hear about all the Union guys that just had to walk home after the war? Yeah, man. They he from Atlanta. He almost made. He made my the last one was William. He received the wound on his left, his right hand. Was treated. Went back. Went back, and then he received an actual um, disability. He got shot in the left hand, where he was completely disabled. And I could read that. I have the printout, you know, of the uh, doctor's um, report. Anyway, I just received a fucking. I lost my fingertip on my left hand, and I I really do believe that has to do with that ancestral trauma. Yeah, first thing that came to my mind. Mm-hmm. So, but you know, we've been here for a long time. I think I think anyone like I don't know. You guys got. You've been here for 200 years, your family or more, or there's something going on. I actually have some insight into that, fellas. Please. So from a scientific ones and zeros perspective, you're being influenced through the DNA in your body, correct? Through these ancestors, your DNA. That's what I feel. Yeah. Epigenetic. Yeah. That's what you feel. You feel that. Well, I think you think it. And I think what you feel yeah. is, <laughs> is the ghost of your ancestors in real time. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I've, been, I've been noticing they've been doing little things to let me know they're around by moving, moving my keys around the house and stuff. <clears throat> I've gotten a big blast of like wind in my face like when I needed course corrections, I think. And it was something on the family that, that the family might have an interest in, I guess. The ancestors can be in Bones. two different realms. So you can be dealing with two different type of ancestor, depending upon which realm they're in. Your ancestor can be a, what we call a hungry ghost in Buddhism, in the Bardo or the hell realm. And Mm -hmm. they can be running, trying to run your life as if it is their life and trying to reincarnate through your seed because that is their goal. But their goal, why before, sorry. Oh, I I didn't mean to interrupt you. Would that bump out uh, the spirit that would be going there? Or is it supposed to be an ancestor coming back? Or it sounds like a, a interrupted natural reincarnation cycle, some trauma, right? Yeah, either that or someone misses the material world and wants to live it again. Well, I just heard someone read out of the Bahagavita, whatever. The Bhagavad Gita. Yeah, sorry, thank you. <laughs> Didn't mean to butcher that. But yeah, uh, keep is a snake. Yeah. I wonder, could she keep going on the uh, other aspect? Because it was getting to a uh, uh, different, different. Uh, I forget well, what the reincarnation was. is you you die, and then you're evaporated, and then you rain down, and then you go into the wheat of the seed, right? And then mm. people eat it, and then you're reincarnated. That's Marishima 2012 just put a video out on it. Yeah, we're and talking again, about seeds. What you're looking at there is a DNA ones and zeros physical point of view where i speak from 
I speak from a metaphysical or shamanic point of view, which is beyond the five senses. Awesome. What's the other level you were talking about? There was, okay. uh, yeah. You've got the bardo or the hell realm with the hungry ghost ancestor trying to control those who are living in real time. Then you have those who have made it to what you can call the heaven realm, right? So these would be the ancestors that you celebrate. The Greeks used to have, the ancient Greeks used to have a little place, a little altar in their houses with depictions of the gods. And this was like their, where they went to worship as a family and to celebrate their ancestors as well. And so everybody had that. It was commonplace. But the way that ancestors are worshipped today, for the most part, are putting the living person in danger. Unless you're a highly trained voodoo, voodoo, voodoo kind of person, you know, that you're going through the priesthood and that really dedicating yourself, then I always caution people to stay away because most of our ancestors are alcoholics. They beat their lives. <laughs> Oh, they had super, super problems. It, just because they're dead doesn't mean they're smart. So, I mean, my dad was an alcoholic and that probably went back way back. Mine so, was too. And so was my granddad. Yeah. You know, how much it's, it's, yeah, it's in every family. It's both sides. That alcohol. Like, yeah. So it's called wine and spirits for a reason. Indeed so, it is. <laughs> I wanted to ask you real quick, Corey, um, so me and my son, my, my beloved, young, magical, authentic, beautiful child over here, Ellis. In World War II German re uh, incarnation, to, 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 I, I'm telling you, that's what he is, dog. I know. And uh, well, he's, I, he's named after his grandfather. He was born in 1896, fought in World War I. Um, so Ellis and I were listening to Ben Balderson and James True one day. We were getting ready to go up to be with um, – help Ben move his farm and uh, Ben and uh, James were doing a live stream about bones and the information that's in their bones, our ancestors and how American Indians most likely in all civilizations used to live on top of their ancestors because that was their power. Well, that's very it, strange since native yeah. Americans moved around. Well, I don't think all of them did. And I think, I think there's more nations and different types of, uh, uh, Let's say uh, different places. shades besides yeah. native. Yeah. So there was probably Caucasian people here too. Oh yeah. Stone. Look at that work. So, so anyway, we were, this is synchronicity. We're actually driving by Tokyo mountain. So I'm going to go pick up my army tent that I listened to your live stream on and murder mountain. And anyway, we're going into Illinois and I'm driving by and they're talking about Tokyo mountains and the bones. I'm like, I'm going to stop here. We didn't make it that day. We went the next day. And the photo of me you see right now is in New York. Um, that's a new moon ceremony, uh, Ben Balderson led. And uh, I took the ashes from that fire and we spread them all across the country, all across the actual, I've sent it to England, Australia. Anyhow, I brought those ashes to Kokia Mounds and me and Ellis made personal ritual. It was about that epigenetic healing. But I just sense that there's those are our ancestors and they're ready to be woken up or at least get acknowledged. So we got on top of Kokia Mounds and I've got the video. You can watch this. We it wasn't maybe watch this. It's a, it's an insane video. Like it, yeah. it 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 made the hair stand up on the back of my neck and 
tears come to my eyes when I saw it. I was just like, it's still one of the most profound experiences I can say that is like authentic, inherent. Like it just came out. It was Ellis who did it, but man, the thunder and the lightning just ripped right open on top of us. I've all of the whole city was shut down as lightning was striking everywhere. The highways came to a complete stop, and me and Ellis are like, "Oh, what did we just do?" It's, it's not very cool. long, is it? Can't no, it's only really like two Barsky. minutes. Do you it think sounds like you ripped open a portal, boy. Okay, so there's more to add. And now we've got good work right now on the silver gate with the arch and the, uh, you know, God, what's her name? I'm blown away by it. So I'm, I'm participating in this thing and I'm not sure it's a good thing to do. <laughs> But it's also the new moon this evening. I want you to know, new moon in I'm Pisces. Yeah. Yes. Isn't that neat? That's neat. I had my ceremony with uh, Lindsay and Rogueways earlier. It was a nice awesome. meditation. Yeah. So this moon, new moon magic. Yeah. Hey, uh, what's the name of the video? Here. The thing two point five. That's what I thought of it. Hold on. I'll the find it. Two you want me to send it to you? I'll find it, dude. I'm here. Somewhere. And we'll play it so that everyone can see it. Yeah. Yes. Awesome. And this is synchronicity. This is ancestral healing, but this also couples with what you're just talking about. Like I later, I'm I'm at the point now because there's a lot of things that have really started unfolding. There. Ceremonial call to the giants, right? Yep. Yep. All right. So hang on. Ellis talks about it all the time. I mean, he's going to be 30 and remember that. Bro, you know what I seen on at a store? I was thinking about getting Ellis, dude. What? It was a freaking MP40 uh, BB gun that oh. freaking is full auto. Hey, I want to come with. <laughs> he's got an MP40 right now. He's running around with it. It's a plastic one. Wait right for a second on the video. <laughs> <laughs> Where's Corey? I'm here. I'm watching. Oh, cool. Hold on, Ellie. We're going to watch your video. You want to see? Remember this? Thank you for making me a human being, oh Father. 
You did a good job. <laughs> ah, awesome. that was awesome. That was, that was awesome, man. So awesome. And that was Snake, right? That's Snake. Yeah. That's me. Okay. And my little boy, Ellis. Say hi. Hi. <laughs> good evening, Alex. Good evening. What's your star sign, little boy? What? Your astrology. Oh, what does that mean? When's your birthday? Oh, May 21st. May 21st. Oh, he's a cut. This boy's a Gemini for sure. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yep, he did it. And okay, that 19, the 19 stops, the 19. I'm living off Highway 19 now. I have 19 fingers now. I what mean, year the 19, was it? This was 2020. Not 19? No. no. Close and the 19, new moon magic, yeah. 19 and the t- this is very interesting because it was a brand new moon, born being born, moon beginnings, and then yeah. the 19 in the tarot is the sun card. So you oh, brought God. together masculine and feminine. Boom, so you see how I'm that a, works. I'm a, uh, I just got my um natal chart done by uh, Robert Phoenix. Oh, Robert Phoenix, yeah, he's a really good friend. Of He's becoming a good friend, and uh, congratulations! So I've got the soul solar sign, nineteenth degree, which is. Oh. Zuni. He's telling me the Zuni sun ritual is what I really need to be working on. What's your sun sign? What's your your when you're born? August twelfth, nineteen eighty. So you're a Leo. You're already a Leo. So you're already full fire, and then you added sun on top of fire. But the first God, even though I think you were talking about a person that you mentioned to me was uh, Odin. And I wonder if you should look Odin up in the encyclopedia and check him out because the oh, guy I, you met was a lot like Odin. Yeah, I, um, I was, I spent three months with Ben Balderson and he is a God, believe it or not. And, uh, and an alchemist and they, um, the experience of living a pagan lifestyle was amazing. So me, my son, and all of them, it's, it's just the heathen lifestyle. I mean, and that's the other thing, the runes. So I got on RX Only Picture Show, second show. I thought we were doing clay projects. <laughs> and I made a set of runes. And it was just an amazing experience. I mean, it was during the time um, after my father died. So it was healing. I don't know, but. Yeah, that's very healing. That's amazing. Yeah. So, I don't know. We're talking about ancestral stuff. We're talking about the new moon. I mean, this stuff is, uh, it's, you're going to get results. And the thing is, though, if you don't have the fellowship to talk about it, which I do now, you know, you got Rogueways, Corey, you were great. You know, heck, I was listening to you on Murder Mountain. You know, I didn't even, I don't even know how I got that downloaded under my phone, but I did. Yeah, it's mysterious all- way. Right. So here we are. This is the usual. This is just the way it is. So I'm happy with it. It's good. But, you want to wear your helmet? Go ahead. Ancestral stuff I wanted to talk to you more about. Um, um, this 
Where's your, what's your, do you want to talk a little bit about your background and like what, I don't know how you got here or whatever, just, I don't know, wherever you want to start to, it doesn't really matter. Yeah, I can break it down really quick. Uh, so I was born into a Jehovah's Witness family. Um, my father was an alcoholic. My mother was a codependent. She was a very sweet, hardworking woman, always worked for herself. So that helped me learn how to take care of myself. But I got into um, paganism when I was about 15 years old. I got serious when I was 16. I started reading tarot in a nightclub when I was 17. And in around 23, I opened my first The Occult Shop is what it was called. And it was an occult store. I gave readings. I had the whole community in Cincinnati, Ohio. So my moniker, occult priestess, actually means something. I had a coven called, and I still do, the coven of the illuminated shadow. And we had over 28 people at one point. And then um, I had an ego death. I don't know if many people know what that is, but I met my guru when I was 23, which is before I opened a store. But I met my guru, Sri Mamal Devi, of the Karma Kagyu Tibetan lineage of Buddhism. And she taught me how to be a person. She taught me to get away from my ego enough to start correcting myself. And then I, I went to 12-step groups. So I healed my codependency that I had learned from my mother and maybe born with because <laughs> I love people a lot but I've since learned how to love in a healthy way and how love is healthy it's not a vampire situation which codependency often is um, and I had a second store called Aquarius Star and then uh, this is many many years of my life but then I had a mission from God God came to me Oh, and this is after several Kundalini awakenings, which I haven't even spoken of and said, Hey girl, why don't you get out to LA? Let's see if we can take over the media. And I had a target of David Wilcock. And within a few months I was in the room with him and <laughs> I was touching his heart every moment I could. And we were just trying to be the witness for God around all of these people out here in LA and the UFO disclosure community. What year was that? <laughs> Sorry. What? what year was that? So I first got to LA in 2016. I've been on this mission for what, five years now. <laughs> oh, you're awesome. Yeah. Cause these people, awesome. I mean, that was like the dead giveaway we were talking about the other night for Q. The second we heard David Wilcock talking about Q, I knew it was bullshit. <laughs> Actually, if you notice, Wilcock talked like Q before Q even exactly. existed. I was literally like, oh my God, this is all this. This is so stupid. And then, I, yeah, I was like, well, I'm comfortable. I'm totally comfortable not believing any of this shit because it just doesn't feel right anyway. Anything. Well, what I've learned out here with the new age community, UFO community disclosure is that this is where things originate. This is where they get their scripts. This is like where the FBI puts their money to make well, in the sci-fi scripts like, for the new world order. Yeah, Lookout Mountain, Laurel Canyon. Do you, there's 
how much do you how much what do you need disney what else do you need like seriously i mean the brainwashing capital of america exactly. what is it what is it specifically that california is located that is somehow a catalyst to disperse that that across here what is it about no that state well i'll sure. tell you something yes yeah, always astrology ley lines but something that the greek god zeus told me is that this is up above this up above la is Olympus, but Whoa. everything here is turned upside down. We're in upside down world. So we're talking Hollywood, think of it as Olympus for a moment, but understand it is the inversion of Olympus. And these are those false gods of the false light. Okay, Corey, I just want to throw this in there. June 3rd, 2011, I landed at Skid Row, LA, broken homeless, and ended up in a sober living doing the 12 steps great good for you listening to david wilcock versus yeah so hey i had 12 step videos out when david wilcock was big so you could have found me somewhere (laughs) yeah there's something about la i I actually ended up in uh, garden grove but would visit la now that the energy out there is real there's something going on well they're very easily brainwashed and out here and I think it's from indoctrinated since you're very little but I grew up in Ohio and we were well I was very I was always authentic no matter what even if I was a bitch I was an authentic bitch (laughs) right that's a midwest thing though too I think there's something with that Uh, there's something to be said with that because it's not like a west like I haven't met many people from the west or the south that have that but you're right on the you're right on the carpet bagging line there sorry um (laughs) yeah um sorry jesus don't don't be that upset um but i i think it's fascinating to keep going on about um some of the well you just said zeus right oh wait hold up everybody's record scratch you just said zeus told you so i've got it i've got to do i've got what how what zeus yeah please more how the Joseph Campbell version? Like, do you know who Zeus is? Do you understand? Well, of he's course, a- yeah. Okay. Yeah, we're all. We're, we're, <laughs> I mean, no, no. I don't. I'm. I'm not trying to be a jerk. Like, oh. No, not at all. I yeah. just needed to know where to start. Yeah, so, I, I want to just be like, okay, so me just playing. No, I'm not playing. Like, oh, I don't believe what you're saying. I'm not saying that. I'm just curious to know your experience and how Zeus were to come to you. Because to hearing that for a lot of people, it's woo woo craziness. You understand exactly? Yeah. So I don't even need to go any further. So not for I, me. Not after this summer. No, no. I, all years, dude. And I'm totally. That's why you got to get the experience, bro. Clever Alfred. <laughs> not everybody watching this or hanging out with. Necessarily, David, David's never had an an amazing experience. David has. David has. Believe me, he has. That's a whole other topic, and that's personal, gentlemen. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, so, that's, yeah. True. Anyway, that's true. Anyway, that's true. Anyway, so it doesn't really. All right, so yeah, when, you, when you first get into Wicca, um, I was reading books, so I read uh, a lot. The Witch's God, The Witch's Goddess, two different books by the Farrars, F-A-R-R-A-R. And they're like encyclopedias of ancient gods and goddesses that I used to worship in past lives. So when I read their stories, I remembered, it's like I felt their stories. But in Wicca, 
I was taught to go, when I go into prayer, when I go into circle, I was taught to listen for an answer that I would be answered back. But I've also, I have a very extreme talent of having my third eye open since birth. So if there was something around to talk to me, I could hear it or see it or feel it. Um, So going into ritual with an open heart and being vulnerable without my ego and just saying, I believe I'm your daughter, Lord and lady, God and goddess. And in that vision in particular, when I was uh, 18, maybe 17, they, the roof on my building came off for me and I could see the sky above and a God and a goddess came down and said, yes, please uh, join our path of Wicca because that's what I was doing. I was self-dedicating to the path of Wicca and that's when they first came to me. But through many years, I have worked with and loved many gods and goddesses. But for the past, uh, maybe even 10 years, I've been working with the Greeks and my main spirit guide, my operator is Hermes Termaximus Trismegistus. <laughs> so, okay, so I'm, I'm very familiar. I don't, I don't think I need to go on this big, too big of a thing here about her, who Hermes Trismegistus is to everybody, but in the chat, there's people that probably maybe don't know. Um, and it's, and it's it's under armor logo. There you go. Um, he's the FTD flower guy with and he's also the caduceus, you guys. He is. There you go. It, it's he's standing on a skull snake. Um, usually he's depicted standing on the world. But here you just see his wings. He's he's Mercury. the guy that gets into the Gatorade whenever uh, Mercury's in Gatorade. Electrolyte retrograde. All the all the stars do uh, that like whoop. What was his purpose in the Greek lore? What was he a messenger or what? So, if you're talking about actual mythology, reading Budge in the actual books, um, he let out. They knew he was a trickster the moment he let out someone's cattle maybe Aries or somebody's cattle. Um, but yeah, he is the messenger of the gods. He's very special to all shamans and all occultists because he's a psychopomp. Psychopomp is to walk between the worlds, this yes. dimension yep. and all the way to heaven. And some of us even beyond there because we have opened cosmic consciousness because we have broken through and deleted the subconscious. Oh. That's fascinating. Oh, girl. Yes. So, yeah, this is, this is great. Um, so why don't you get a little bit more into, I guess, um, what currently you're up to in LA? I mean, like, there's so many fools out here, and you mentioned a few. Um, and we don't need to keep mentioning them because people in the chat know who we're talking about. It doesn't really matter. Blue chicken cults, all that fun stuff. Frauds, giving frauds platforms. I've always found that gross and disgusting and called that out on Twitter. I don't care. Name names. It's because it needs to happen because people It are- does need to happen. We need yes. to champion the truth or no one else will. And it, you can't give in to those who are making shit up. And challenging the hucksters, the charlatans, and not giving any pushback is 
is is disgusting. Well, it is. What I found also, there's some people out there that are just haters. Their whole channel is based on hating people, and they're not even looking up facts or doing research. They're just hating, and that's a concern. Well, it's a concern, but I mean, yeah, but I guess. Hey, I mean, I can't tell you how many chances I had. I had both the authentic Joseph Campbell, Neil Kramer, real guys out there doing it. I love Neil Kramer. Neil Kramer is the bomb. He's my mentor. He's a good dude. He's gone Christian lately. I don't know who Neil Kramer is. He might be scared. (laughs) Things are happening. (laughs) Yeah. And the world's going to melt, but. Green Kramer and MC5. It's what, the what did you talk about? The tests put before you. I mean, really, I'm so thankful both for the new age David Wilcock blue chicken stuff and the, you know, with everything that was going on 2011, 2013. Well, what David did to Gaia, who was feeding him, the hand that fed him, he turned yeah. around and said that Gaia was full of Satanists and quit. But then he wrote an apology letter and said, can I come back, please? And then right now, of course, there's all that Corey Good stuff. And did he leave Corey Good behind? You know, it's all drama. But it, yeah, go ahead. I haven't been following it at all. I mean, I, I, I focus on this stuff. Yeah, once he started talking about intergalactic blue people type thing, it was just, it was a little, a little silly. Get out of here. Yeah, you ain't like, like bird, blue bird people or some shit. Where do you draw the line? I mean, like, if draw you see someone failing the test, I mean, the test is there, right? You get right. what I'm saying? But so many, it, the only issue is so many people were on board. It was disgusting. I mean, let's be realistic, though. Like, I, I ordered the, the book, the source code, and oh, wow. uh, when I got it, I opened it up, and the book was printed upside down. Like <laughs> all the pages were printed upside down. the The cover was like you know right side up, and the pages were all printed upside down. So it was like, huh? it was it was really weird. I never read it because I thought it was like a joke. I was like. This is weird. The source code, like, what more do I need to know? It was like, some weird witchcraft. Read the book upside down, and it and, and, and yeah. it casts something. I don't know if it was like a, just a misprint for mine, or if they're all like that. Like, I I ordered it off Amazon. It was a misprint. I still have it, but like, how the f do you get a book misprinted upside down? Like, they would have done a whole run of them. Well, or, that certifies credibility, didn't it? Yeah, seriously, that's that's why I didn't read it. I was like, well, I don't need to read it. Like, uh, like obviously, I that like it's like that that question, like the philosophy question, like in one word, tell me why. So it and sounds like Corey, you, know, you, uh, you met him and everything, and you might have gone down that path, but something happened or what? So I was on a mission from God to move to Los Angeles from Ohio, which yes. I did. Yes, and. Uh, my friend, and I call him my mentor, I don't know if he agrees with me, is uh, Freeman Fly of FreemanTV.com. <laughs> you know, I love Freeman. Like, I couldn't be like, you know, so go ahead. I'm sorry. So well, Freeman but- hooked me up with a guy out here named Jimmy Church. Nice. Here we go. And his radio show is named Fade to Black. And that's where I, I went with those people. It's like, I was just letting the door. They're like, oh, your friend, come on in, no problem. And uh, then I got on the show and I started not hanging out like 
on the weekends at their house, but hanging out with them at the bigger social events. And I went to their New Year's Eve party at their house, pretty private. And that that's where I first met David Wilcock and asked him questions. I was so excited. And I actually, within earshot of him, I asked a friend there, I was like, well, have you ever heard of the dark journalist? Because at that time, Daniel Litzt, the dark yeah. journalist, was doing a series about the Blue Avians and about Corey Good and David Wilcock and actually brought it up in the room. And then Jimmy Church had a reaction, like, don't talk about that. And I just let it go because everybody's drinking. They're trying to have a fun time. But um, I definitely felt feathers ruffled just bringing up that name. And I figured, well, they're all in the business and wouldn't they all like each other? Apparently not if one is attacking the other. <laughs> Oh, yeah. So and that was wild going to a New Year's Eve party out of the blue, out nice. here in L.A., straight from Ohio. It was it was wild, people. And there was no one really to tell about it either, except for some a bit of on my YouTube audience or radio audience. But I was definitely having these experiences. I went to the fairs out here and uh, worked with Steve Murillo. Um, so he's from MUFON. Huh. Y'all know what MUFON stands for? It's some kind of UFO place. Oh. And through going to MUFON, I got to meet Jordan Sather. Oh, wow. And so there's, you know, all those people, uh, Teresa Yanaros. Um, but also I got, <clears throat> I met bigger people and got to be with them, like hanging out with them, touching them. That's what a shaman does, you know, touches and feels them, gets the nice. read on them. So like Linda Moulton Howe. She was there, you know. Hey, hey, six feet, six feet apart, right? Not yet. This was <laughs> all. Not until I took the. I have a magazine for the the conference that we all go to every year in February. Last February, I put that magazine on my altar, and said, "God, do what you need to do. I'm done with this. I don't. I quit my job. I quit." going around these people and you know being a witness for you i can't stand this anymore and directly after that we went into lockdown and it was just yesterday yesterday when i cleaned my altar moved the magazine and the signatures there's a signature of the magazine of russell brand because he was there but that's not where i got it signed long story <laughs> but i'm just saying we're going to see some changes here coming soon. And I do feel it's going to come in the form of pushback because I have had that magazine on my altar for a year and who knows what kind of karma that did. Outstanding. So you this, are authentic. this is wild. Like I didn't. Okay. So I, I think it's awesome what you did. And that's part of the reason why I was like, Oh, the story is like too, too crazy it's close in a bunch of ways that i don't need to really go into personally as you know because it's just silly and it's just little gossipy dumb details so i'm not going to do it but um it's just really really random it's, it's just so random and ultimately i missed some of that sorry i couldn't get my monitor working properly but anyway um so uh, so you got a chance. All right. So I ended with hearing you talking about as a shaman, um, where were you? You touch people, you feel people. But I was playing out here in Los Angeles. Uh, I had David Wilcox, but also Russell Brand was the 
the bigger overarching target. Where was that, he? Why? What, or was he just was like Duncan Trussell? Not like it sounds all stupid TMZ gossipy and dumb, but I don't, I don't, it's weird. It's well, weird. you've got to probably understand. I've probably dealt with these very particular souls in past lives, and so I was the one that had the karma to deal with the situation. Huh. All right. Did you touch David uh, Wilcox's forehead? I knew it. I, <laughs> no. Crazy. Veneers. I just stare at it like, what's yeah, going on with that? He's part dolphin and not in a good way. Wasn't he distressed and his thought his life was in danger? I remember watching something about that. We're we're talking shit about him, mind you, Jonathan, just to be clear. No, I know, but I'm being for real. Like, I remember him being in distress thinking his life was in danger or something. That happened every other week, though, for real. Was Was that real or was that just just him being scared all the time? Well, actually, if you really want to know, which he's been open about this, so then I can be open about this. At that time, he was in an abusive marriage and she was abusing him. So he might have been projecting a lot of his own issues onto, you know, what might have been he thought was going on through paranoid lens. I, I did sense that some spousal type issues. I, I kind of figured that he was he, he was going through something like that. Okay. One thing I do want to do, I, I don't want to just like derail. I have a question though. Do you, is he, he thinks he's uh, Edgar Case. Uh, yes. Does Edgar. he still think that? He looked a lot like. I brought, I brought it up to him the first time I met him. And I said, I support you being Edgar Casey. And he's like, oh, I don't do that anymore. I was like, what is doing that? So you either are or you aren't. He's not a fraud, dude. He's a, he's, it's so blatantly obvious. I mean, he's like, it's like like Jimmy swaggered out here. Like, but come the on. funny thing is, is that I think, ironically, I think he is the reincarnation. That Edgar Casey wasn't all that much either. Oh, I was thinking the same thing. I was like, who the fuck is shit about wow. this? Wow. <laughs> and want to be like whatever. I felt the same way about him. I've never felt anything. Not that I'm oh, like I'm sleeping prophet. Dude, that's some fraudulent ass shit. It just has growth written all over it. I don't know. That's just me personally. Yeah, you can feel it. It's important to trust that. Man, it's gross. And I wanted, I wanted, Jim, unless you had a specific question, I did want to go get like Youngie in on some shit, but. Yes. Yeah, no, I just think that it's, he just seemed too good to be true, you know, like. Like how is somebody right in the center? As drummer, like I can just from playing music tell he's full of shit and he's not a real musician. Just by the way he talks about playing music, a drummer. Yeah, if you're an expert in your field and he talks about something in your field, you'll know he's full of crap. Don't ever talk about that. Yeah, you don't. You you what? Like, do you think his intentions was genuine at one time, and and the fame and the money and uh, just the celebrity and is it getting attention just kind of. Warped yeah, it to a dark path. Uh, I really person. think he was born that way, sweetie. I think he was born a social climber, and he'll die a social climber. Is, isn't that more of a narcissist type mindset? Mm-hmm. Well, it's service to self, and that's what I saw. Service to self. Full left hand. 
Yeah, and they they would manipulate people whose hopes and intentions for a better world. That's like a very deep form of evil, in my opinion. I agree. That was my huge problem. I didn't care if he had some small following, but he had a huge following, and they're all going in the wrong direction. But that's when I got into the audience, and I was like, okay, who are these people? Are they students or are they fans? And I learned. Cool. So ego death necessary for our friend or because i'd love to talk about that yeah let's do it let's jump into young young we're all going through at least a few of us personally here are all going through some not going through we're always going through right but i mean just like it's in the consciousness anyway right it's it's yeah and it's 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 extra loud right now you know it's a good thing it's just a bad thing can you screw it up it's just really loud. It was. I feel like it's a good thing, but I don't know. Let's ask. What do you think? What's the question? Go ahead, Aaron. Oh, you want to do a Jungian um, talk yeah. about the ego death? Like um, we did. Yeah. I heard you earlier speak about your experience with ego death, and I'm very fascinated to hear more in such a young age too. Thirty. I woke up at 30, and I mean, oh, ego oh. death woke up. <laughs> no, no, yeah, so I'll just, there, I woke up at 30 as well. That's when I landed out in California. Um, everybody yeah. was always talking about ego this, ego that. I was so confused. I had no idea what ego was. Well, I didn't know what was later. happening to me until later. Right. Nice. Yeah. Okay. Um, some of us are experiencing Kundalini stuff. I had my crown chakra open on me surprisingly i'm like what the snake get back home yeah and i think i initiated an ego death with a psychedelic experience in murder mountain and then my kundalini opening and then coming back out here out of nature and just you know getting back into nature with the purchase of this farm getting back in order but ego death jungian shadow work you know the unconscious conscious all this stuff is probably good for everyone to at least be aware of right now because i think that's the great divide it's conscious versus unconscious 100 percent. and i want to question something really quick about what you just said because when we were talking before the show and how uh, we're young right and how um like so i just had a um a sacral and root chakra experience like 48 hours ago that was so kids he's really, talking about his first and second chakras down here yeah so it was like a balancing um meditation and i it was uh how can i put it it felt like i activated it more so than i, that, that I never had properly activated it so when i went to do what i thought was a um the centering, right, or whatever kind of thing. Like, okay, I've got this. You know, this is a meditation I can work with, and I, I, I'm comfortable, you know, or whatever, which I have been in the past. It was much more. The visualization was much stronger. It was no like there was no doubt about any of this. You know what I mean? It was so. What did you do to activate it? I I just get went into my normal meditation, my breathing, and then. With the breathing is it like too low? Is it heavy? Is it light? I do four. I do fours, and then I do eights. I it's just I just do different different things. So it wasn't a matter of 
it was just a matter of, okay, I need, to, I'm going to do, and I, I did a guided first. Okay. So I did a guided, um, 25 minute or so. And then I did an, and, and then I did a five or eight minute one. And I didn't, when I ended up, I did two guided ones. And then I said to myself, I'm just going to do this alone. And I, I just did the breathing. That was it with binaural tones, whatever. And um, nothing else, no speaking, nothing. And just did it on my own in the way that I felt it should have been done for myself. That's the best way I can explain it. And, um, and how do you know it was these two chakras in particular? Because I was very, I was breathing from them. I know how to, I know I've, I've been there before. When you, when you go to try to address a certain chakra, you breathe from there. Um, right. So you were working on them in particular. Yeah, absolutely. And it wasn't anything, it was, there was no reason, there was no rhyme. It was, right. I need something within my whatever. I, I needed to address it. I, that was it. So I didn't question it, I just do it. And I did it. So there it was, insane visualization, unlike I'd ever, I hadn't had before. Mind you, I'm not under any influence of anything extra special yummy. Um, so... No, it's interesting to me. Uh, a couple. I don't want to cut you off. I got to say this though about Kundalini because I feel like this could be a con. Like people could easily get this confused, and I think it's very important to differentiate and separate what Kundalini is. Right? What? what how it's activated? You know, all the modalities, so to speak. Were, you know, with that, and then getting confused with necessarily a root chakra, for example, because it's very easy to have that visualization. I was thinking about that snake and like the word snake being passed around a million times already tonight. Right. <laughs> I, I, I have that archetype. So it's, we're Jungian right now. Right. So I've got that floating around in my brain too. And then Kundalini is coming to mind. So it's, I could see it maybe, I'm not saying this is like, I just think it could be easily con not confused necessarily, but a Kundalini experience for a lot of people, they don't even understand. I didn't understand or couldn't even, I didn't have a reference frame even for it up until maybe like a year or two ago, actual, an actual reference frame for it to where I could say, okay, I can, I can listen to this and I can hear a anybody trying to explain it or whatever and grasp it. Not completely. I don't need to wrap my head completely around it, but you know, I get it. I absolutely get it with the visualization, with all of it through meditation and all this. So, but I think there's a, there's a big difference here, like with Kundalini and just getting in touch with say your root chakra, because it, it, it goes down like a freaking snake. And that's the, that's the feeling I had, the sensation, the, the whole experience. Now it wasn't some obvious psilocybin induced, but it was strong for me to, you know, I'm speaking about it now in, in great detail. And yeah, I, I wouldn't recommend the psilocybin route. That's, no, I'm not, I'm not either. Oh, and that I, was mine, but I've had experiences prior to these reference points that you're talking about are very important because like, Mine, I've had them. I could see now with a really good reference point being uh, my sacral. I was at a waterfall in upstate New York. We used to gather for the Neil Kramer seminars. I'd get a house and we're at a waterfall when it's ice cold. And some of the people I'm, some of my fellows up there are from the North area and they're really uh, good at getting into that cold, icy water. And so they got me to go in. 
and I had this, it was a Kundalini experience. They told me that was, what was happening in my, I guess, root, my sacral one and two right there at the waist. It was amazing. It was just wonderful. Aaron or snake. Can I clarify something real quick? Yeah. Okay, I don't mean to cut you off because I really want to no, hear. Fine. Okay, cool. Right. I just want, I have questions and I just want to try to elaborate for everybody listening. Well, yep. I'm just reference points like oh, from there. Frames. Yeah. Where trying to go. But I'm curious, since you're touching on this again and going further into detail, and anybody else, obviously, in the chat or, or here, you know, court, any, everybody, you know, obviously, fair game here. Um, I, I'm curious to know, so they told you it was a Kundalini experience, and were you, what was your, for your mental state when you heard that, what did, where did your mind, I'm curious, where did your mind go, and how did you kind of process that, and then, you know what I mean? Like, if, you know what I'm saying, like, Cause I know when I would, if I would, if I would have heard that four years ago, right. And I'm hanging out, right. And we're doing this thing and I, I do it like going through this and jumping into, you know what I mean? Doing in your shoes here. Um, I can't say that I would necessarily be able to frame that properly. Right. Just like we're talking reference frames or whatever. And like, how would in your mind, how are you, um, if you care to elaborate or don't mind. Sorry, that was a bunch of circles. <laughs> Something's happening. I think a lot of people collectively are having these experiences. And when you're looking for, I'm like, I'm like quietly looking on YouTube for all this information. And it's like so much new age stuff. And mostly what you find is like sex magic and the fucking this and that. And you're like, oh, that's not it. That's not it. But this kind of conversation, I'm listening to Corey. This is good stuff. Like, But I'm curious. You know. What did you think though when you heard Kundalini in your head? Did you already have a reference frame snake for it? Well, my crown, <laughs> when my crown opened. Yeah. When I when my crown opened, okay. okay, I traveled through the belly of a snake. I'm sitting under the sun, okay, okay. and it just hit me. It came. It was a purple, gorgeous color I've never seen before, and a cymatic flower. Oh yeah, the flower. Yeah, <laughs> that came. That came after I traveled through the snake, and I'm like, "What?" You know, it's just like this. I'm like, "This is happening," and then the flower came, and then I could see through someone else's eyes, and I knew it was someone at the base of the mountain inside. I could feel their fear and their desperation to get out, and they were looking at some kind of sign, and I was like, I was trying to tell them to move. Let me see where you're at, and all of a sudden, I became aware. And I lost it, but the snake. So the snake is. I, I'm getting. I'm getting like everything thrown at me. These are these subtle, subtle things. Like you said earlier, Corey, you were trained to receive an answer. And I'm. I'm guess this is my subconscious, my unconscious, or I don't know if traveling and being around these people have initiated this. Tuning, almost right. Like it's like you're being tuned to. To receive whatever receive this right yeah dude for me it was you know the oral boros is just like there oh. all the time the coiled hey circle. snake did snake did i ever tell you my kundalini experience uh yes but you want to tell us again please well the only reason why i got confirmation that it's kundalini was uh jay parker and mark passio were doing a call in many mark years passio. ago yeah, yeah and jay I, parker I, too. I mean you know yeah and <laughs> i and i I told him about the story and and Mark and Jay said it was most likely a Kundalini experience. So I thought it was pretty cool anyway. So 
I was in a dream state and it was thunderstorming and sunny and nice at the same time in a desert. And, uh, yeah. And I was standing there and I looked down to my left arm and there was a mix between an eel and a snake coiled around my arm and it bit me on my forearm and the venom climbed up my arm. And you know, in a scary movie when someone's like prying in a, in a closet or something and you hear that happen. It was kind of like that, but at a magnitude level. And as soon as it hit my heart, I woke up to the flower, uh, flower of life symbol in my face, with my hands in front of my face. And all of a sudden I was aware of it and it was aware of me and it disappeared and all the power in the house went out and it sounded like it was hailing rocks. It sounded like it was hailing rocks above my head and underneath my bed. Like, thousands and thousands of like it was raining hail or something and uh yeah that 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 was uh pretty weird so i don't know what it meant did your power well, we were talking about snakes. did my, pa- my power went out in the house and it i thought it was raining or hailing rocks outside and then the, the lady down the road told me that that was the rattlesnake the native american culture for an invitation but you know uh I don't understand what the eel eel slash snake was either. The so. place where you had the snake, you want to look up um, the Jewish rituals yeah. where they wrap themselves. Yeah. Yep. Because I get bit, my snake bit me in the ankle where Cleopatra got bit. <laughs> that would make sense with the Silk Road, North Africa, Egypt. Uh, you know the. Israel, Middle East, that would make sense to have that kind of reckoning, I guess. But I would actually tell you to get the devices and do it in front of the mirror or do it in meditation and see if you remember doing the wrapping and see if you get more of yourself back. Oh, wow. Corey, yes. You're talking about your memory of these gods and worshiping. Exactly. And getting, and and I think that's fascinating. That's a good. That's a good point to to stop at and kind of take a look around, because I've been fascinated with that. And just like you were talking about with the ancestral, with all of it, it's if this all ties together beautifully. What do you think? Is there like, have you found a way necessarily? Because I've thought about that. Like, I I didn't. All right, for so this is something I haven't told, haven't really spoken about because it's just weird and it's something you really don't, don't. I don't know. Um, but in 2012, when I met my biological father for the first time, we we're sitting down having um, breakfast together. And in, yeah, in 2012. And I found out I have a half sister who's seven years younger, blah, blah, blah. And I'm learning a few things about, you know, or whatever. I'm finally meeting this man, you know what I mean? And he's like, yeah. And then I guess I was like, so lineage. I, I know that there was an O. Before the Barsky kind of thing before because I had done some research and then it was like Shane the last name was Shane um, that was my grandmother's on his his mother's side or whatever and uh, so I'd done a little bit of research into that I was like okay it seems pretty Irish and Pol- like Polish whatever Barsky come on and he was like yeah I guess it's Polish Jew and I remember looking at him like, I don't know how I feel about that and he was like no I was like are you serious and he's like yeah I was like okay and apparently we had he had some proof that there was like some shit gone down you know, during World War II. Where there was literally a couple, 
like a couple uncles or something like that that he had found about that were one lived and one I don't know how it works. You know what I'm saying? But I'm assuming one made it through that shit. It just made me go, oh, this is weird, but whatever. Um, but I don't think it really touching on like ancestral roots. I guess I don't I don't know where that came from either. It's just like it's just weird with the. I think it's because we were talking about the arm wrap thing, and then I'm like, oh. But um, sorry. And oddly enough, it happened in 2012, also. So yeah, it's funny you kept suppressing that. It seems like a bunch of shit we all have had happen to was right around that time, like all like all of us collectively here at least. Um, Speaking of the ancestors, uh, anybody who's been to a 12-step group will understand that we're all told that our biological parents are just the way to get us into this world. Adoptions or love triangles or whatever don't have the access physically, scientifically, to their bloodline. And so it doesn't change who they are. The matrix cannot tell you who you are. And DNA and physical flesh is part of this matrix. Yeah. Barsky, your biological father story. I mean, it's part of the same here, right? Meet my biological father. I met my biological father because... In 1994, uh, we skipped school to go smoke some weed at a state park at a cliff that I used to hang out with in the summers, where a young boy at the age of 18 jumped off the cliff in a suicide attempt. And me and my friend, out of the five of us, me and my friend had climbed down, took two hours to get down there, we saved that boy's life. We're the only ones alive, the other rest are dead. But I'm just adding that because this is, no, I, I met my biological father in the ICU. I was standing next to him when we went and visited that boy. Mm-hmm. And then my mom saw him and they saw each other and Dude. she decided to tell me Dude. that he was my biological father. That's crazy. But it's like you're saying, like, I, that's getting your root. So this yeah, like a weird the idea of rooting is if you can find just a little bit of information. So my father died on Father's Day, you know, from pneumonia. On the, they put him on the machine, which killed him, and put him in a coma. And I didn't, from Father's Day, 2008, to only last year, right before COVID, I went and visited his grave, and I started doing that. That was just making just that little F, that forgiveness, and just making that contact really opened up a whole new world. And I... You know, it's healing, but totally. Man. I think the universe will take you if you really want it to that. Even if, like you said, Corey, you might be disconnected. There's a connection. It, it, it just it's there. It'll provide it for you. So yeah, like some separation, That's whatever. That's what the cord. Just like it always goes. Like there's always. I don't know. There's just there's definitely something there. I feel. I don't know. It's it's, it's weird going back to those those moments but and and trying and then like we were just talking about the other thing we we're just like going back to the roots and you kept saying the root and i'm like the root chakra again there it is it's just like all over the damn place it's perfect it's just littered everywhere it's beautiful i would recommend well, also taking a look at ben balderson's as alchemy perspective but also his cosmology of the odin villi bay it is the actual tree of life that's not circumcised like the kabbalah where it's got the the bottom root cut out it's a right. whole tree and that's the salt that's the crystal and then 
that's the dense. And then you could look in his cosmology and he shows you the ether is a, a part of it too. And then that plane that we live in now is where the ego is. And alchemy is the process of, this is what Od- Odin did. Right. By, you know, he sacrificed himself to himself. Yeah, how know. did he do that? Tell us. Oh, you, Ben tells it better, but, uh, <laughs> you know, I've, I listen and I, I'm always in my mind. So what he did was he, um, his godhead, he activated his godhead and he thrust it down the well, which is the ancestral well I see every time that I engage in psychedelics. He thrust it down the well and, you know, that, um, what did it do? They just the oil going down into the salt. And when he pulled it up after hanging on the trees, he got the runes, which is a after way. After hanging on the trees, he skipped over yeah. the best part. Yeah, he ate yourself for nine days. Up, yeah. And he gets the runes, which I see as the runes are the way to interpret that ancestral memory that we can always have access to our ancestors and who we are through something like the runes. Yes, very much so. And the Nazis knew that. How, okay, can I try to, can I ask you guys both this question then? How can we, because I don't know, and this is God's honest truth. um, I don't either. I'm just learning this. This is my experience. And I guess this is from both Snake and myself then. Um, Can we, is there a way that we can, besides, besides from like an archetypal reference, like, in our, you know what I mean, where we're, where we're in meet, like how we have like go to Kundalini, do you know what I mean, like or this is this, and you're you're or you're we're trying to interpret it necessarily, but I feel like a, a lot of those things will be so definite that there's no doubt. It, it doesn't use English or words, it right. uses archetypes, signs and symbols. That's how our unconscious speaks to us. It's exactly, creativity. It's it's it is the gods, right? And all these things. That- Actually, your subconscious is the gods through a filter of evil. See, what? because all right, let's let's pause with that. Yeah, okay. Because if we go, if we look in that route, because if if I want to, I I want to view the subconscious as almost like an akashic record of sort, right? Yeah. At the same yep. time, as I'm very well aware that it's being preyed upon, it's being manipulated constantly, it is being, it is just being. Um, fed off of, you know, just just like it's a vein to be tapped almost. Where did you learn the subconscious has anything to do with the Akash? I didn't. I put it together just naturally because it feels right. Because it just feels right when I go and if, okay, it, the subconscious to me feels like a, like an untapped, like... All, it stores all like almost like an epigenetic thing too okay so i feel like this it's it's would you get away from science and gross physical oh. matter please i'm trying, I'm trying. <laughs> um okay it's it feels like it's a great work you're doing it buddy yeah it's it's okay so can we get a definition for the subconscious sure Let's 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 look it up like let's, dictionary. All right, here you Sub, go. Subterranean. I don't know. I feel like it's between it's it's a level between the unconscious and the conscious. It's like not really. 
I can I can I can share with my my interpretation for a certain aspect of subconscious. Well, but wouldn't it's, it be nice to get a first a dictionary yeah. meaning and then we can speculate? Yeah, we'll go from here. All right, so here we are. Yeah, dictionary.com because that's what we're gonna use. Urban. Yeah. Here we go. <laughs> uh, yeah, go to the urban dictionary. Subconscious. <laughs> Uh, existing or operating in the mind beneath or ben- beyond consciousness. Waking consciousness. Correct. Or yeah. Okay. So then we have or, or imperfectly or not wholly conscious, or as a noun, the totality of mental processes of which the individual is not aware. Unreportable mental activities. That's fair. I feel like that's reasonable. All right. I think it's stupid. Uh, I think unreportable. Too, but I mean, yeah, it's that, from a that, what did it say? That lot, that bottom one, that the, the one in noun, unreportable activities, no, no, no. unreportable mental activities. The reason why is because subconscious, uh, for, for people who practice martial arts, is something that's reflective and instinctive, and that is that is a reportable mental activity. Also, it's not a repeatable scientific thing so right you, you can't measure that shit with science it, so it's not scientific at all so that's that's where i'm going with that um but it, it's 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 look for a layman it's a it's not an awful definition obviously we there's a bunch of things in the dictionary we'd fix so. well i <clears throat> i understand i i'm a student of carl jung so we have our nice. conscious mind waking mind that we throughout the day your subconscious is going to pick up all the subtleties that we conspiracy theorists talk about, like symbology and flashing lights and all the things that are used to mind control us, right? Flicker rate. Go ahead. Yeah. Flicker rate. Yes. All of these things that put the mind, the waking consciousness into a trance-like state or sometimes epilepsy, right? So that's your waking ego mind. I'm awake. I have a personality. Hello. Now we have your subconscious mind of the muggles. Not everyone has a subconscious, but I did. And I had to go into mine. And the first thing that I found in my subconscious that I was looking for was my anima animus. So the animus is my inner reflection, karate, inner reflection of my male side. So I'm a female out here as a moon personality within, I have a masculine sun personality. And these are the two sides of the brain, the masculine and feminine. Part of me, masculine is analytical, logical, thinks. Another part of me is feminine, is creative. The I, magi, nation, the magical Isis part of me. And then, so you have these two sides of the mind. When those two sides of the mind are no longer arguing, when they're no longer stuck in the subconscious patterns of your abusive childhood, right? When you're not having your mom's voice in your head on repeat, when you no longer are hurt by something that reminds you that happened in your childhood, when you have healed all the monsters and the Freddy Kruegers, then you have to get past the, the last guardian of the gate. And that's when Kundalini really starts. That's when you start seeing the ineffable, the eternal, and you get let back into heaven. As above, so below. Right now, your soul is in hell or heaven right now as you live and breathe. 
I, okay, and for everybody in the chat that can't handle that, that, oh my god, this is too woo-woo, fuck you. Go grow up and seriously Well, grow. I don't know how Carl Jung can be seen as woo-woo. <laughs> People earlier, and I'm not even, no, no, I'm just referring to earlier that, Terry, grow up hair, dude. What do you, like, what do you think this is? Seriously, dude. Yeah. Like, for real. Just think of Morpheus. Open, or, or, or open your mind. Open your mind. This, that, and the other. I, I mean, dude, grow up, dude. Seriously, like, we're all talking. This, we're all speaking the same language here. So calm down. Anyway, and that's that's all of this is is relevant. So, like, and in especially with your psychedelic background too, I I I expect better of you. And like, come on, dude. Seriously. Grow Thank up. you, Jenny B. I appreciate you in the chat. We do appreciate you, Jenny. Seriously. Thank you. You're great. You're always hanging out. I really appreciate you. Um, anyway, sorry. So uh, it is often that I get flack when I talk about things that to me aren't even that amazing. It's not even that like, crazy. I don't understand what you hear a couple of things and you, you see somebody's appearance and you automatically jump to conclusions to think. Oh my gosh. Yes. That happened to me in LA. Everyone oh. thought I was the bad witch because I wore black and I'm like, they don't even know what goth is out here. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, there's a ton of there's a ton of things we won't even we don't we don't need to deal with that. And I don't give a shit. You guys leave if if you want to hang out, hang out, be decent. But if you don't, just you know, there's a you go do don't some, be a mental midget, people. Seriously, grow up if your thyroid can handle it. I don't know. Anyway, uh, <laughs> Jesus. So all these things like. It, I wanted to get a little bit further with you into like healing some ancestral, if you know of ways to, okay. So how snake did that rad, you know, activation and all that. I mean, that was a whole, to break that down, that's, that would take me a good amount of time and I'm not even going to try to do that right now. So I just kind of want to go into maybe how personally people can act can if they wanted to maybe heal some ancestral this, things that maybe like were passed down like let's say like you, a story you've heard throughout your family that maybe you you know to be true or blown up but doesn't really matter the point is is there's a scar there right or there's something that needs to be healed i'm not saying this is the case in my my life or anybody's life i'm just saying mm, I get it. it's fascinating and it's it's fun to think about and entertain these things what would you like is there a way to do that like you, you do, like is there a way to address like a certain scar per se like we all have a bunch of scars i'm sure like personal shit that we don't want we don't talk about um that's deep shit and if like let's say i wasn't comfortable with like the fact that i was sexually abused as a kid right let's say that um you know i'm trying to I'll really work through something like that um what what could somebody do in and that's i'm not saying specifically but you know what i mean like in the general how would you how would you recommend addressing something like that if it's even healer heal thyself number one mm -hmm. and i would never go straight to an ancestor to heal my own wounds and i would never attempt to heal an ancestor who's in hell without being healed myself already the Buddhists, so that you feel better, there's been people for thousands of years now in the Buddhist tradition that go to the hell realm and feed the hungry ghosts with their light. It's a type of practice that the Buddhists do. 
as out of compassion for our ancestors, for even, you know, our great grandparents, some of us. Right. So the way, the way out is in, you have to go into your subconscious. And that's where I started saying the first thing I met in my subconscious was my inner male, my animus. And he looked like a vampire. He was very, very spooky and he couldn't even talk. He was so ver uh, feral. And I was like, wow, that's inside of me. And that developed through my horrifying childhood and through all those years of having old hag or sleep paralysis. So I'd been haunted my whole life. And around 16, 17 is when I started looking for the creature within, because that's what Jung said. If you have a shadow, look within. Right. So I did, but then I found there's a marked difference between an evil entity demon and the shadow I had within, who was this nonverbal, like a succubus vampire. And I started working with him. And the weirdest way I worked with him, because I was always into gender switching uh, because of Hermes, I'm sure my spirit guide, Herm Aphrodite, Hermes Aphrodite, Hermaphrodite. And uh, when I was 16, I did Rocky Horror for quite a few years. And that was all about sweet transvestites. So, uh, and I dated many men that would wear women's clothing. It was a thing. Anyway, so I would take my boyfriend and I would bring his, I would put him in a slight hypnosis and I would bring his inner female out because I didn't know anything about self-hypnosis. So with the boyfriend, I would work through their inner female and that would help me mirror and understand my inner male. And then I got him to the point where he was verbal and we could talk. And I have a whole video series about this. Uh, on YouTube. So, wow. Okay. That's, I get it. And I can totally look at it with eyes that don't, you know, squint and go, Oh, this is stupid and throw it out because gender, the word there's trigger words in there all over. It's laced with trigger words. They're mine. We are in this time where we need to learn about the masculine and feminine within, or we will not survive as a species. There's a war of the sexes right now. So it would be important. Exactly. And the fact that the, the, so many things that you just said were trigger words to so many people. Right? <laughs> It's, pew, pew, pew. <laughs> it was like a minefield of like and i'm going wow okay keep going yeah just blow it all up because what's the like honestly like how else are you supposed to look at something like this is it, like so anybody in the chat that feels uncomfortable with that express yourself anybody or whatever feels awkward with that express yourself because it's fun it's fun to watch. a button for awkward there you go Oh, it's, we don't, we're not plugged in anymore. I'm using the crap setup. <laughs> Sorry. Oh, we set up. It, it was, it was great. Um, did you feel awkward? Did I make you feel awkward that you have a chick inside you that you've been fantasizing about all these years? Now you just made me feel awkward. About oh, good. It. I've done my job. There you go. Yep. Now I'm squirming clearly in my seat. Look at me. What does she look like? Um, Bulby. Wherever he is. There he is. She <laughs> transverse, yeah. Um, <laughs> it's an androgynous light bulb. Get over it, you fucking weirdos. Like Baphomet. Um, but I was thinking Baphomet too. That that almost when you that that's where my mind went 
right away to for some reason why does my well not why does my mind go there but so many minds go there when well i don't mean to destroy your vision of baphomet wasn't but the yeah. thing is about baphomet he was really just a teaching puppet he's an amalgamate an amalgamation of many different parts like a puzzle to teach one mystery makes sense yeah it makes all sense and it turns into a different puzzle piece for for a different mystery depending upon your perception and if your soul is in heaven or hell about as above so below right now in real time I'm gonna cut i'm gonna cut now now i'm gonna now i'm gonna get dangerous and i'm gonna throw the whole heaven and hell thing at you um because what the fuck like from a from a perspective of uh, and coming from like being raised with dogma dogmatic bullshit being shoved down my throat and all kinds of things it's so easy just to toss that fucking term aside and the whole entire concept and just let it fucking rot right for if i had done that when i was 16 i never would have learned anything i understand and that's fair enough and you come from a jehovah's witness background i'm not trying to bring that up but you do and it's like a yeah weird... that's what i'm saying i was in a cult and they made me scared of anything right and they did the same they tried to do the same thing to me and they it worked to a degree but you know we all break out or a lot of us do um the thing is is i guess the the whole heaven and hell thing did you I know me personally, whatever, it doesn't really matter, but uh, being raised with that shit, it's just like, okay, really, I can look at the concept of hell, and I don't know how you guys feel about this too, but like the concept of hell to me is just like a concept, and you can, it can be entertained, but I don't necessarily subscribe 100% to the fact that it's, it's, an, that it's um, the place necessarily described in the scriptures. In the Bible. So or, the concept of the Christian hell is modeled after Dante's Inferno. Right. I mean, and that's what our, our mind goes, right? That's our reference. Your mind does. Well, Mine doesn't. No, I understand completely. I mean, as a general, I'm, I'm speaking from like a societal, cultural, postmodernist, whatever standpoint, right? We yeah, can, Dante's Inferno. We can, yeah, we can kind of, we can throw Dante's Inferno in there for the, ra for the reason why we have the mental picture that most of society... In, in Western culture possesses today, right? Yes. Uh, yes. Responsible for that. We get that's all right. So moving on from there, I guess, and to more. Okay. Okay. So it's hard for a lot of people to break out of that little prison, right? Because it's a fucking. A lot of people don't believe in God at all. That's what I'm saying. That's sad. But hey, no. at the same time, think about it like this, though. I don't think they understand necessarily. And I feel like I'm not making apologies, but I will say this like, I don't think they understand God is, isn't what they thought it, the whole concept is right. that they say just, it's confusion. I, I believe that they know that God exists. You know what I'm saying? Like it's a, it's an undeniable kind of thing. Um, there is a God now it's themselves. Right. The Godhead. Yeah. I mean, are we going to feed the Gnostic thing here? I mean, we can go a bunch of different directions, but you know, it is what it is. I I can't. I I I haven't I haven't done enough research to even speak upon Nagamati texts or biblical even that much. So I can't I can't even jump to these these spots. It's not fair. It's my speculation that God knocks on every heart door, and you either answer or you don't. I like that, and I think don't you think that's fair, Snake? That it's it's a 
a knock on the door as opposed to, um, yeah. It, and it's, it's, it's up to you. It's up to you to respond. Um, well, I think you can knock on God's door. I mean, I, I, um, uh, I missed the birth of my son cause I was in a crack house, came home, found out that I missed the birth. I had this experience, which I know what it is now, but I felt like I got hit in the heart with a sledgehammer, fell to the floor and said, God, make it stop. 10 days later, I was broken homeless out in LA, which launched me on this amazing hero's journey. So I think what that was, that was my, my, um, my, um, what would you say? My emotional heart just opening up my, cause I was so closed to those crack and cocaine and all those drugs do to you. And then I don't mean to, I'm not just, no, you're fine. It feels like, cause you know, fragments, the fragmentation, and then you're able to, at that moment, because if we've all, like you had this, you really had that moment there. And I've had moments similar, you know what I mean? Of a, where it's like a, or almost a soul fragmentation or, 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 or a moment, a ca- the catalyst for those fragments and those pieces to be integrated back and whole again, to become whole again. Do you know what I mean? Does that oh, make that is It's kind of like a redemption what I found in those who have gone through this, it's almost like a Kundalini awakening. When you get out of having a hard drug in you all the time, you kind of like, like a, yeah. like an egg cracks on your head and your perception opens and you cry and it's like a baptismal. That's what God is not always good things. Sometimes it's endurance of suffering to reach one. Yes. It's the same concept with demons, everybody. It's literally you can view them in two different ways. You can view them as you and freeing you from all this and all the hell and all the awful things from life, or you can view angels as it's the same concept in multiple different religions and blah 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 blah. Um, but I mean, that's essentially what it is. So it it is all in the demons. Can the heart is where it's at, though. I mean, I learned about the Taurus field that we put out. It's six feet radius from the heart right and look what they're doing when as soon as they came out with that six feet apart and i looked on the floor and the first sticker i saw it had six 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 and a person in the middle of it you know like oh okay not only are they invoking the carbon atom and they're showing they're demonized the carbon what we're made of but they've also are teaching us not to be in each other's radius of that heart chakra that is so well it's all about that's inver- actually in inversion buddhism. in tibetan buddhism the aura yeah. is about that far yeah. not just the heart but the actual your whole aura right so yeah. when i heard that i thought the same thing yeah so is it like a vortex of uh low auras that it something's feeding off of now Mm. Oh, well, any kind, any generation of fear to generate fear is for food, for the beast, if you will. And I don't believe that a lot of people that are stuck in psychology and the thinking mind don't understand that evil is an actual force separate from the human race. It can integrate into a human and a human can be taken over by it and become a demon, right? So you're either doing the alchemy of upstairs or the alchemy of downstairs. You're either turning into an angelic or a demon one or the other you really think that huh i don't think it i've seen it i've experienced well, it. Okay. So, 
Dude, that sounds hilarious. And <laughs> you literally sounded like oh, uh, you guys check and I'm, and I'm really... Snake. We might have I to... mean, this is this is the cosmology you put it. How are we losing him? How are we not? Everybody heard that that was hilarious, and it was heartbreaking. Oh up, dude. You literally what you sounded like this. No way, man! It was amazing. Sorry, everybody heard that. That was great. But um, can you talk again? Say for- yeah. She's talking exactly where I'm at, and I'm really looking at this. And that's um, you know, either the great work is that ego, and then tying the ether and the dense, which would be the angelic or the demons. And what's so great about Ben's teaching is he goes, I don't look at it as evil or good, but everyone's got an agenda. So an angelic would be more of a knowledge and the wisdom would be the dense beings. And he recognizes these beings and our myths and our lore, these gods, whatever. So, but just going with what you said, Corey, I don't know. I'm open to it, but I got to do this work. Am I going to end up an angel or a demon? I don't know. I'm... Maybe you already have. Maybe the wheat has already been separated from the chaff and we're at the last Ooh. chapter. Yeah, I'm considering all that stuff because the way things are going right now, it's it's really where I'm at. Well, I'm not just considering it. I warned about it for years. And then finally, this last year, I said, this is it, kids. And then it happened. So that video is entitled Persephone and the Art of War. Nice. I'm so, getting on that. So, Corey, I'm curious then. So, how can we... Um, how Phosphorus, would you, light. Being able to look in and and being... Like, what are some techniques that some, some of us can work on, for example? Like, if, you, if some people practice meditation or whatever... What would you recommend the next step would be to necessary? I'm not saying to call on, necess- on ancestors. But I feel like this is all connected. Um, well, I guess what are some of the best healing modalities that you've come to use that you can easily kind of spread out to us, per se, knowing kind of the level that we're on, you know, I guess. Uh, you know what I mean? Yeah. Most people need to heal their ego and that will lead to flipping and opening up the heart chakra. And then you can hear God on stereo, you know, you know, which way to go. Even if you can't, if you're not clear audience, you can hear it. Uh, but I did, David, I sent you a private tweet of something I would love for you to read this evening before we're done. It's called the lament of Hermes. And I think it is something that we all need to hear right now about this time that we're in. For sure. Um, so healing my ego, I had to go, I went through 12 steps. I went through codependency uh, and John Bradshaw, uh, who's, he's the one who turned the term, coined the term inner child. And John Bradshaw taught me how to rescue my inner child. And Lori Cabot, the witch who studied Carl Jung, taught me how to rescue my inner male. So I rescued, I'm the queen, right? I rescued the king and I rescued the baby. And that's what Isis would have done. (laughs) So you understand the baby between the masculine and feminine, the baby is your third eye, is your radio, is your tunage. And that's what allows you to see 
or is veiled, where you're seeing through a glass darkly. Most people these days are seeing through a glass darkly, meaning they uh, have experiences and opinions lodged within the subconscious that color everything they see and do. Once you can cleanse those filters and walk through the doors of perception, then you can get to Krishna consciousness, cosmic consciousness. This is the consciousness of the yogis and the Buddhas. And it is our goal to have as many people enlightened as possible and to be done with the Bodhisattva vow and no longer need to reincarnate. So let's 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 stop. Let's let's actually touch on something really quickly then here. So what you subscribe to then you, you the whole reincarnation um, thing, and it's funny to look at the not funny, but it's a it's a fun juxtaposition putting the the Greeks at, or wait was it? I'm pretty sure when the Egyptians they would be mummified because they're like we do not want to go into that bardo we want to stay here chilling you know what oh, I'm no, saying? that's not at all what they were doing sweetie no but hold on I'm speaking from like when you when you look at and and I don't this is just what it appears to be I'm well, not that's just not what we were doing we're time travelers okay well uh, that's we we you so we had canopic jars we had little jars that we put our organs and stuff in and when we reincarnate the ancient Egyptian, within our energy body, those canopic jars come alive again and bring us back our essence and we can remember. That's how we reincarnate. That's what I meant from an Egyptian standpoint, because how if you look at how they handled their dead compared to, let's say, a Oriental or Eastern standpoint back then, right, where it's like, burn it with the Hindus, they burned it onto the next, right? Right. Get, get it going. There's no hanging around here. You got to get your soul back going, go through what you need to go through, work what you need to work through and you get your ass back here uh, and reincarnate. Whereas the Egyptians were like, fuck that shit. That's what it appears to be. At least when we look at it with the mummification of the Royal or whatever, however they, whatever they were, the, the how what they viewed as royalty and the leaders, um, Pharaohs, they were more of with the mummification what it appeared to be and what the the deciphering of the the um cartouches and all that reveals apparently is that that they didn't want to they're like hold up we don't want to necessarily don't burn us that quick kind of thing like if they went through those rites because they are master teachers sent here from the planet Sirius oh, so their souls came here technology back to with the well, their souls came here, not spaceships. Their souls came here to incarnate, to teach the earthlings how to be earthlings. So that, that's um, your macabre, is, isn't it? Yeah. But the ancient Egyptians that I speak of, I've never read of really in books. I've gotten hints and clues, but most of these pharaohs that I read about are really bad people. So my memory is that in case gods and goddesses walking on the earth with people that's the high vibration we were in in the egypt i remember you know where you came from from a didn't you hear you say that you know where you came from your soul my soul came to earth through yeah. the sirius star system sirius b in particular but i believe i'm originally a, a seed from andromeda <laughs> okay hey Corey, but, i have man, a question I don't know. <laughs> that, that doesn't like inform my spirituality it's just neat to think about. Yeah, I heard you mention it once. That's what I was asking. Hey, Corey, I have a question. Please. 
Um, we, we on the a previous topic we were talking about good and evil. What would you say to someone like myself or others who have a connection with the Creator and praise the Mother Earth and watches the sunset, but yet at the same time is intrigued and motivated by uh, like doomy, uh, sludgy metal, very aggressive, very dark? How can how can one be tapped and entertained with something of darkness if you consider it that to to still have a connection with the creator what is that i've often wondered that deeply myself having many ex-boyfriends who liked dark music (laughs) so i wondered i was like well that's obviously vibration lowering but then i asked you know do they have a problem with depression is this a way in which they can express something that they're not expressing in other ways that might be healthier no for for myself it's more or less of a warrior it's it's a it's a primal get your feet get dirty be on your belly like a snake and be a warrior with fangs well i mean if life is calling you to be that warrior then you need to go with your calling but i also think we might be experiencing here the difference between a girl and a boy because i don't feel those things i'm a girl then there's that Jim, what are you doing, dude? <laughs> hey. I had to do it. I was uh, just checking. I think we lost. Uh, Sorry, Dad. I mean, stream. I mean, Dad. We did. Yeah, that's we did. what I was looking at. Live on YouTube, I can see it. I've got the the circle of death. Right. What what is it called? It's the circle of death. <laughs> that's what it was. I think that's what it's called. Um. Oh, I. I think it's my Wi-Fi picking something up. I think maybe your Wi-Fi. My Wi-Fi. I thought. Okay, I'll log on to your wife later tonight. What? Yeah. Oops. Wi-Fi. Um. You don't know the password. I find it fascinating to Carl Jung. Um, being like Corey, I I have had this feeling because I did the twelve steps like intense. Like you got to know, like doesn't get any more intense than when I did it and the way I was trained, but. I feel like I've done all this already and here I am <laughs> and I'm like, what is this? And then, I mean, the way Carl Jung was presented to me, I've, I've been aware of him for a long time. And then we've talked about Kundalini. We've talked a lot about a lot of these things, but for the shadow. So I'm like, I know this is, I'm out in the middle of the, the freaking woods um, in nature and it's just me and shadow said, Hey, what's up? And I'm like, uh, who are you? It's like, Oh shit. This is repressed, like, characteristics or who we are, right, from society? No, not not exactly. Have you never heard of Satans or devils or the way to go? All of these, there's a coyote. There's tricksters and evil in nature. Yes. So thank you. Cool. You're welcome. No, because this is what this is what I sense. I think the woods are checking us out. They're like, who yeah, the, the woods who's watch back. <laughs> but you know, the woods are full of ancestors too. Especially where I came from, Native Americans. Throw a yeah. stone, you hit a dead Indian. <laughs> That's here, and so I've got to discern a lot of this. Like my son's talking about spirits. My my older son, when he first came here, he got pushed by something. I remember um, that day. You were there, Jonathan. Can we? And, and then my own, like, I know that there's shadow here, but I feel like I've done this work, but, you know, is there something else going on? And this goes back to the, 
participating in magic and not really, if you don't have a fellowship or anyone to speak to about some, a lot of these experiences, you're in a lot of trouble. You can yeah. get in real fast. Or you could be a natural intuitive magician and not need a tribe. What snake? Well, I am. I'm also a shaman. And not a shaman like the shaman. It's just a natural, I'm not going to be one. I'm just saying, I'm, I'm, these are intuitions and stuff, but how do I start to work with this Carl Jung shadow? Like we talked about maybe journaling, uh, just reading the material, you know. I'm, I'm feeling benefits of a lot of the meditation and stuff that I'm picking up again. It's just like the reading, right? Like, I mean, besides, you know what I mean? Cause that does a lot in listening. Cause snake and I were talking about this before the show. It's like, we both, you know, just really randomly kind of been off on this. we not even spoken about it. Like what you two. All right. Well, what yeah. the f- awesome. Well, yeah. Cause it's always like that. And that's just the way it always is. And it's beautiful. Yeah. Sense it is, man. It's unconscious first. This is the work that needs to be done. Just like you said, if we are going to have any hope for our civilization or whatever it is to do this work and, and to do it to your best ability. And maybe if it's just one of us who successfully become a whole being or whatever, I don't know if that's the goal. You know, all of us, all of us need to do that, but because uh, we all have to do our own homework, but in the chat, something very interesting that's from cool. Mahalia. Malia, higher. Okay, so actually that makes a lot of sense, Cora, except that I've seen and found the Andromeda and she's very much a ship. And I have to agree with you. When I asked, can I please see Andromeda? I actually ended up on a ship and I'm like, I don't believe in spaceships. I know this is a Merkaba. I know this is a soul car. Mm. This is not a spaceship. And I met my father there and he said, well, we can't go to Andromeda exactly because Andromeda is halfway in the heaven realm, which is extremely high frequency. And I think it's probably the only planet in our solar system, non-scientifically speaking, that is partially in heaven. So it's like a partially perfected place. And that's why it's impending upon Earth. So I don't know if you look at all that crap, but I, I glance at it because I want to know about Andromeda, but it's coming closer to Earth. Does that does fasting and light energy have something to do with uh, whittling away food and losing weight? Have something to do with uh, lighting, lightning? Uh, I don't know what you call it. Uh, it just you know what I mean. Uh, does fasting have something to do with the light energy? So we have two physical places, scientifically speaking, in the body that we actually have phosphorescent actual light. That is in the heart chakra and the third eye chakra. When you meditate, um, I actually bring the energy down from the, the love realms that you cannot deplete them. They're the love realms. We can call it heaven. But I bring the energy down through my crown chakra, through visualization. I am a Reiki master. It's easier for me. But also just being intuitive is easier. And you bring it down all the way in through the third eye into the heart and actually there's a carly simon song that talks about this drinking in all the white light coming down from the heavens and that's what we do that's our medicine that's our food and i also suggest living in the sunshine is very helpful yes. to me in particular sun your balls so you want to grow the light within that's a light worker that's a and that's growing your aura too and then like high magician people the mason people all those people they do something called the middle pillar Little and pill. that exercise works. It's a great ritual. Yep. 
used it. So it, but it all, I mean, a lot of it comes from Buddhism or ancient Egypt and it's all just been taken by the rich. (laughs) And just, yeah, yep, exactly. But also David, I wonder if you got that, that private tweet from me. I didn't look yet, but I will. But um, go ahead. I'm sorry, Jim. You look they again. can't hide this stuff. It's inherent in all of us. It just no. doesn't come out. Ain't it? It's latent. You, you're exactly right. It feels like it's just it's just waiting. David, do you ever watch the sunset? I do actually frequently because I have a great western horizon. Every, almost every night I see the sunset. Yeah, do you watch it until? Do you watch it with no sunglasses and just oh, stare straight at the sun? Yeah, but I know not to, obviously, when it's like high noon. You know what I mean? I only look yeah. at certain times, yeah. Yep. Uh, yeah, I, I do that too. And, and uh, uh, you know, people can can apply themselves by just saying a prayer to whatever uh, is, is something beyond themselves. Just the attempt is, is the first step. And, uh, you know, for instance, you can use what else somebody else uses. Uh, mine is, uh, thank you, Mother, for being beautiful today. Thank you, Father, for creating Mother. And I just say, Mother, you're beautiful today. Thank you for this this beautiful day. And then, Father, thank you for creating Mother. That's- yeah, and that's beautiful, and it's a, it's applicable to anybody that's want willing and wanting to better yourself spiritually. That's the best easiest way I can sum it up. Um, it, in all reality, it sounds corny. I don't give a shit. It is what it is. That's the thing is about thinky brain intellectual people is that they don't they don't remember the inner child and God talks to the inner child. He's not going to talk to your ego. No, why would he? Because the purest, obviously, the purest form is going to be the inner child, in my opinion. I, I, no, if people can't get over their ego chip of I'm a big adult and I know what's best for me, if they can't get past that, then we they're not going to hear God. We all know those people. And so an ego death isn't a bad thing. If it's if it's already initiated and you feel like you're it's happening, what do you do? Just let it unfold. Well, I don't think you'll know that you're having an ego death until you're completely crazy and already over it. I don't think most people know during yeah. the ego death that they're huh. actually having it. Okay, cool. That makes yeah. sense. That makes the most sense to me. Yeah. Actually, my ego deaths were epic. Because I'm, I was born psychic because in all my past lives, I've been cultivating my third eye. So right. mine was not like Gopi Krishna and the other, other experts have said it is. I literally couldn't understand who I was as a person. anymore. I did not remember my name. I was in such a high state of consciousness. I was completely out of touch. With being Nice. And cool. it, it happened confused. for a day or two. It happened for a month at a time. It's happened over 16 times and I have no control. So I can't do regular Buddhist practices, breathing and all of the, I meditate because I have to, but I don't do anything extra because I will go upstairs and I won't be here. And it really, I mean, I can't tell you, it's such a malady to so have like an illness. Like you, you almost like lose yourself when that happens. Like, what do, you, what do you mean? Like a malady, meaning like when you when you try because you don't need to enter these realms, but when you visit, when you try to, that's what it sounds like to me. You I have- don't try. This is spontaneous Kundalini awakening, and I had my first one at thirty. And Jesus said, "Welcome to the club." First one at thirty. <laughs> huh. 
that's how I get through this is because I can hear them and they help me and they coach me and they're like, okay, first you're going to meet John the Baptist. Let's learn his lessons. And I went through the Christians. I went through the Hindu. I went through the Greeks. I went through all of their schools. Wonderful. That's awesome. I do have videos about this that actually explain it in a long form. Well, I got your thing here. I don't, unless you need to sign off that we don't know about and you need to tell, tell us if you need to go, we'll go. Um, but I didn't know we had a heart out if you have a heart out. Um, but I you do. Can stick around. If, you um, know, since, if you guys want to. Since, yeah, I, uh, I want to make sure that dating. Um, so I want to make sure that you're like, we're not keeping you past a certain time. Cause we didn't even talk about that either. We're good. I just want to make sure you're good. Cause you asked me to look at the Twitter thing and I'm just being outright instead of typing it. And you're so thoughtful. Anyway, I'm going to read what you sent me though for, from, um, Twitter here. So it's Hermes, lament of Hermes. Nice. Thrice. Great. Okay. So darkness will be preferred to light. Death will be thought more profitable than life. No one will raise his eyes to heaven. The pious deemed insane and the impious wise. The man, madman thought brave. The wicked esteemed as good. As to the soul and the belief that it is immortal or may attain to immortality as I have taught you. All this they mock, persuade themselves it is false, no word of reverence or piety, no utterance worthy of heaven and of the gods of heaven will be heard or believed. I don't know. I probably read that wrong. And I apologize. No, you did a great job. Yay, Gemini. <laughs> yeah, right. That's good. Sounds about right. Yeah. I listened yeah. to that two days ago. Miguel Connor. Yeah, it's awesome. I want to read it again. All right. So darkness will be preferred to light. Death will be thought more profitable than life. No one will raise his eyes to heaven. The pious deemed insane and the impious wise. The madman thought brave, the wicked esteemed as good. As to the soul and the belief that it is immortal or may attain to immortality, as I have taught you, all this they mock, persuade themselves it is false. No word of reverence or piety, no utterance worthy of heaven and of the gods of heaven will be heard or believed. That's heavy. Um, That's hermetics. Yeah. So we don't know, and, and for whatever, for the people that don't know, like Hermes is still kind of that mysterious. Nobody, I mean, there's no documentation that this person ever walked the earth kind of thing, but there, I don't know. I don't necessarily know all the lore behind it, but it doesn't. Well, he has hundreds of statues all over the world, so. And he's represented uh, universally through, like you said, what was it, the Caduceus? 11-11, you guys. Sorry, I didn't mean to. It is 11-11 on 313. It's 1-11 right here. I had to tie it back to the beginning. I didn't know. Good job. Good catch. I got that tattooed on my arm in 2011. I was like, what am I doing? God. Okay. Hey, Corey. I was actually given a Hanuman bracelet. I don't know if you're aware of the, the Hindu god uh, Hanuman. Yeah, at he's all. the monkey man. And I always yeah. call him Humanamananan. Do, 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 do. 
Come on and on. Do, 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 do. <laughs> no, you don't get it. <laughs> That'll that help you break your ego. I would go for a little bit of Ganesh too, my friend. Do the Ganesh. Yeah, you could you could do that um, dance of Ganesh. Who uh, I think it's Lon Milo the Cat in, in Low Magic talks about that when he blessed his first deck of um, or he blessed all of his decks of the tarot tarot cards that he designed or whatever. It's a pretty pretty rad story. I like Lon Milo the Cat, but that's a digression. I'm I'm so impressed. Corey, you ain't kidding. <laughs> that when you share about you you just you experiment you you allow any of these uh, gods or. You said Jesus, John the Baptist. You let them all grief. You just you you did it all, and I'm you know I remember breaking out of that Christian kind of. I was I was afraid. I was like, if I I was so curious about so much of the you know our God fearing, not God loving, right? God yeah, fearing, God, fear God. Nice. And yes, you to be God loving is to like look at it all and experience it all. I mean, oh my God, well done. I mean, yeah. Thank you. I'm glad you can see that from this disjointed chat. <laughs> Thank you. Well, you know, I just, I, I encourage it now. I mean, I remember, I remember being real close-minded on that and kind of afraid, God-fearing, like you said, but there's something there you're talking about. I think it's definitely the ego that has the defense mechanism that says everything has to be physical so that I can control it. Because the moment the ego sees that there's something bigger than it, it knows it's going to die. Yes. Uh, Dude, I must be, my ego must be just, I don't know. I don't know. I was getting confused out there, man. I'm just trying to learn a little bit about it and on other people's opinions. So much new age weird shit out there. It's just hard to find. This is, it's just, a real, it's almost a real, impossible to find. I wouldn't be the person like, I am unless I found my guru. Hey, Corey, well, how come it seems as if the, the numbers of people who have have this kind of mindset or just uh, openness to it is very dwindling or low? Is it is it just, uh, you know, there's a select few of people who actually have a spirit amongst these Sims simulators or what? Sims. <laughs> NPCs. This is my favorite game. <laughs> oh, no. Lemmings. So, um, yeah, some people do describe them as non-player characters. Or Hylic. Tulpas, maybe? Oh, th these people are not Tulpas. No, they're not. <laughs> All right. People. Uh, but your ex-girlfriend might be one in your head right now, a Tulpa. God, no. Don't bring them up. They're in the past. Some other sucker married them, not... <laughs> that was... Did that... you hear that, David? Yeah, it was sharp. Damn. What was the question? What was the question, John? Is there some people that are just flesh bots and have no spirit and we just interface with them? Okay, so if we can say, let's for a minute follow me here, that the cycle of time started somewhere in ancient Egypt. That's when a bunch of the souls incarnated. Over the incarnations, you either grew towards the sun or towards the darkness and you atrophied and became a demon Whoa. growing towards the sun. Now, many of the people, as we can see in Buddhism, there's two different paths. You become a guru or a great person or whatever, you can go on to other places 
which there are, or you can stay here and help. If you stay here and keep incarnating in these cycles to help, you're called a bodhisattva. And they take a vow every life to keep reincarnating until every sentient being has reached enlightenment. Are you so serious? I, yes. <laughs> I believe we are now at the time of graduation. And I believe this very deeply with all of my heart and soul. And that means that the genie curse of the bodhisattvas will also be lifted. And this whole dimension is going to change. Even what we call physical will shift. And I don't mean in a transhumanistic kind of way, because you'll find the more you study the dark and the light, they both have the same narrative, but one's upside down. And that's the dark one. So are we going to become transhumans or are we going to become fully human, which would to be a Buddha and or anointed Jesus Christ? All of these words mean that you found the light within, you've been blessed, and it is a transformation. It is alchemy from within, and it does change even your soul signature, the vibration of your very soul signature. And that's why we incarnate on earth, because you don't have to, but having the seeds incarnate on earth, you go from lead to gold and that's alchemy. And I can explain this a little bit more through Solomon's temple in the Bible. All of those bricks are part of Solomon's temple. That's a metaphor for your light body, your light body, your Merkaba, your soul car. When your soul car can get up to heaven, you can quit. You can go there and then go on to higher realms. But here what we have is the people who would never graduate because they never made it past. They never grew towards the sun and the masters. And so I'll bring it back to Led Zeppelin who said, there will come a time where all will be revealed, right? And that's the time we're in. We're in a time of masters and those who are lost to the darkness. I, I got it. I'm going to ask. Very well put. Yeah, that was that was beautiful. That was that was nice. Um, and it also like where you where you went with the Solomon's Temple and the great work and all that stuff. It's very easy to see how uh, you can look view it through a Masonic lens and see how they frame that all up with with um, the great work and everything. You know what I mean? And then just Solomon's Temple, the whole thing. But you can go if you want to look at it from a like a, a magical the Goetia. All that goes back to Solomon. Uh, yeah, and Solomon was the first Abrahamic to raise demons and curse his entire bloodline. So I've never done symbolic magic. Yeah, then there's that. Um, I'm not trying to get down. I'm not trying to call on some goetic madness. Um, I heard it was very powerful. Very powerful. People that. <laughs> Mason, Mason seemed to like him, right? Yeah, but really, is darkness is Darth Vader powerful? You tell me, who's more powerful, Dark or Darth or Luke? It, it just, it just I mean, takes a lot longer. I'll, I'll, Darth has physical time. power, but he is uncontrollable of his emotions. Well, I would call him a wasteoid, like an alcoholic, like an absentee father that we all had. Draining, just just sucking and draining and sucking and draining and just being useless, yes. Totally yeah. <laughs> to the archons, if you want to frame it up that way. Sure, and some of our parents were archons, if you want to put it that way, because you've got to play with this. You've got to see your own life myth and the myth. Right. And it makes, I mean, it resonates very, very strongly with me. So, 
don't know. Most most Archontic people I've met has been in family, it seems. Yeah. Yeah, I, I had to divorce my family for the most part. And I, a lot of clients over the years, thankfully, that when the family is toxic and they're not going to change their patterns, then you find a different family. Uh, yeah. Yeah, there's that. That. And that's real love. And that's what people don't understand. They think if you abandon somebody, you're being evil. But actual true love is to first love yourself in a very caring and loving way. But the ego says, well, I love myself through new tennis shoes. I love myself through diamonds. And these are physical things that aren't love. Right. Yeah, it's just, it's fun. It's, but it's, it, it is, yeah, people get super easy, confused. It's just ridiculous. Um. And let's say goodnight to Jenny B. Thanks for being here. Are you out of here, Jenny? Okay, we'll see you soon. Good to see you, too. Wow, look at the chat. Wonderful. Jenny comes from um, Alchemist. She has a red, she has a salamander on her uh, coat of arms. That's That's badass. That's good. So do you know what element the salamander is? Fire. That's right. You get a cookie. (laughs) You can thank Wayne McCroy and Manly P. Hall for that. I was just listening to him. Dude, we want to talk about uh, synchronicity, man. When I went on my woods walk, I took a picture of a salamander. Whoa! Yep. Can we look up the medicine wow. of salamander? Yeah, please do. Please. Look up um, salamander shamanic meaning. That's the best way to look it up. I don't know if this is a salamander, but here's the picture. I don't think it is. I could be a dummy. Where'd you see him in the creek? Yeah. I mean, yeah, he's probably. They don't they, have scales. They have. They, uh, they go through an amphibious phase, you know, like they they walk on the land eventually after their uh, uh, water which, phase. Which one? Like, I don't want to. I don't know what. Salamander. Uh, spirit animals is fine. The second one, number two. Yeah, that should be yeah. fine. Okay. Never picked the first result. I was about to oh, say. Ooh, pretty. All right. Thank you for looking this up. This is awesome. Yeah. Yes. Okay, so we got salamander meaning and messages. In this case, salamander symbolism is asking if you are using your time wisely. In other words, this, this spirit animal message insists that it is vital to make the best use of your time and to balance the opportunities that are available to you. Moreover, you can make the changes necessary to seize the moment. Alternatively, salamander. Carpe diem, bitch. Here we go. Caesar. Uh, salamander, salamander symbolism, similar to the assholes. Salamander symbolism, similar. Hey, that's a good rap song. We need it. I'm about to say, um, yeah. similar to the butterfly, declares the arrival of a transformation. However, it also implies that we will have help with this change from a source somewhere outside of ourselves. In particular, this aid could come through an unexpected person or unique resource. Even though this assistance is temporary and will only stay as long as needed, so make sure that you accept it. Ooh, occasionally that's like knocking on your heart. Shit, answer it. Occasionally, the salamander meaning is a message about the need for detoxification. Very good. You wait. Were you just talking about fasting? Yeah, and uh, the whole purpose of why I ran into it was because I was uh, patrolling a path that I wanted to use to teach classes and it was about 
uh, detoxification, meaning walking through the creek with your feet, detoxing wow. from your feet, and well, and yeah. It's obvious that the salamander wants to help you with this. So I would get a salamander fetish. Do you understand what fetish, what I mean by that? No. So something that looks like a salamander to you, it could be a crystal that's shaped like one or a stuffed doll, whatever you want, but you've got to take it with you on, the, on your path. Yeah, I, I mean, I walked that creek for three hours. It's 200 acres, and out of, out of all the randomness of that creek I was walking, I see that one salamander. And so that's the salamander spirit, not just you understand. It's yeah, like it's the salamander a, it's, family. Saying it was still know. cold for it to be out on the rock, and it didn't move when I got close to it. It was just bizarre. It's, it's still too cold for something like that to come out. And also, I would say bare feet should be part of your process there with the people to get them grounding. Oh, well, it's more or less to get them to tuck a rifle and actually get their kit dirty instead of you know, <laughs> fantasizing about it. I'm always thinking Men, from a pagan perspective, like you're going on nature. Oh, mine is, mine is too, but it's, it's, it's more paint and battle swords. <laughs> boy stuff. That's awesome. You go for that. It's great. That's no, not boy stuff. It. Anybody can be a warrior. Well, I, Females I can be warriors. That, yeah. But I would rather be protected by a strong man than do that. <laughs> I'm a very traditional girl. We don't have those anymore. Yeah, that's 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 all a, a thing of the past. Unless she's hot, blind, and Amish. Is your <laughs> wife Jim? Jim, did you say your wife is a is an old fashioned girl? Yeah, my girlfriend's pretty old fashioned. Okay. Mine too. Yeah. Mine too. Do you ever wear their clothes? What? <laughs> I just said it to freak you out. That did freak me out. <laughs> no, we're not like your exes. We don't get into that kind of shit. Oh I got God. over it. <laughs> I learned what a real man was. Hey, but Rocky Horror Picture Show is was a cool uh, exposure as a young kid to something that's that's out of the norm. Yeah, seriously. I mean, like, let's be real. Well, I believe that if, if you watch if you watch the film again, Rocky Horror, there's so much in it that's going on right now. And I know that sounds crazy, but it's got a mad scientist. It's got aliens. It's just so familiar. <laughs> like, yeah, I'm not going to say it. Tim Curry is probably one of the best uh, actors out there that doesn't get enough credit. Yeah, Legend, I loved him darkness. in Legend. Yeah. Yes. Absolutely. Terrifying. Love by the sun. Yeah. Yeah. That's good stuff. That's medicine. I wanted to be Jack the Forest Boy when I was a kid. A little trivia for you. The set of that movie that was in a big uh, recording studio in, in uh, England caught, it caught it, fire. It was the 007 studio, too. Uh, yeah. <laughs> it's hard to find a good copy that isn't all chopped up. I've seen the full version once. It's like the European version. I got to see it in the theater when I was little, is, <laughs> which is weird. And that's where I ended up doing Rocky Horror, in that theater in particular. Nice. Because if you remember Legend, the film with Tim Curry, it's basically Persephone's story from Greece. And my, Holy name, crap. my name, Corinne, that's my, my name my mom gave me, Corinne. It's French. The French version of Cor. 
and core became Persephone. So it was totally my experience there in the film. When I was about 14, I saw it at the Skywalk Theater. And then my 16th birthday, all my friends took me to see Rocky Horror. And then I ended up being an actor in the show, you know, in front of the screen as Magenta. So I was, and that's when I was, uh, I had a predator, a guy who was much older than me that took my virginity, that seduced me and took my virginity. And so I went through her myth, the rape of Persephone with Hades there in Rocky Horror. So life is a myth if you can see it, it that way. No, 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 no. Is this is this kind of what he talks about by um, uh, your life being a myth or making, what is it Carl Young was talking about? Because Actually, it's a bit more Joseph Campbell. the hero's journey. Yeah, yeah, that's Joseph Campbell, dude. Totally all the way. And we all, but also in the tarot, it's reflected from the full to the world you're going through the hero's journey. See, that's what, I had this experience and I thought I was living a movie so many times and I- And you know, there's a soundtrack fan. too, because I believe oh, God is my DJ. Right on. <laughs> and then, yeah, I'm so good to see like the hero's journey work come out. Beth Martin started doing it and it clicked for me finally, but, and then watching uh, Empire step in with the, they immediately attack the hero. So you get COVID, and you get the hero nurses. Thanks for being our hero. You see how they attack it? Bastards. They ain't oh, it's so twisted. This whole mad cat reality, is mad hatter reality is so twisted. Absolutely. If you can see through it. But, you know, I was prepared for many years that the pun there will be a punchline. I was prepared that all this was going to go to shit and the media and all of this. But there will be a punchline. I believe it's going to get really bad. But eventually we'll start laughing. And once we start laughing, we'll never stop. <laughs> awesome. Uh, so, so I think, uh, is that a good, do you think we should uh, wrap it on that? Or what, what do you, we got anything else, guys? I don't know. Man, I, they might have to do a part two. With, yeah. Or, or make a, a cult princess part of the whole uh, Weaving Spiders Club, maybe. Yeah, we'll, we'll have to. We'll have to do, definitely, oh, man. Priestess. Got thank you guys. Um, thank you for motivating me to get my shit together, even though it didn't quite work. It does work when I'm recording, so I can make my own videos. But yeah, it inspired me to lift up my game a bit. And so thank you for that. And if you'd like to have me around, I'm always around. Yeah, we appreciate yeah. it. See. It's it's a lot of fun. I know it didn't jump off properly, but we got it on track. So that's all that matters. Seriously, because I was like, damn it, dude. I don't want to have to risk. This is like too, no. You know, so I'm glad it all came together. Um, Yeah. So I think that's going to do it for us tonight. It's it was good. nice meeting all the gentlemen here. Thank you for having me. Pleasure. <laughs> thank you, everybody, for coming out. Yep. Thank you for everybody hanging out in the chat. Malia, Jolly, Cooper. Yeah. Um. Also, why don't you give your website, like wherever we can find your work or wherever anybody can find everything that you do and uh, your services? Okay, you can find me at occultpriestess.com, also at occultpriestess on Twitter, but pretty much the .com has everything. Uh, my videos are on YouTube and BitChute, you know, we're spread thin these days, but really all you have to do is search my name, Occult Priestess, and I will pop up. And oh. I do see clients quite often, actually, nowadays. 
and I can work with you wherever you find yourself. We start where you are, and I am your compassionate and loving guide who does not judge you for what you've been through or what you're dealing with right now, because I've been through it, and I've dealt with it, and that's what we all need. Not everybody needs a professional, but a lot of us need mentors. Amen. Finally, someone I can go to about wearing my wife's clothes. There you go. <laughs> Send them to me, honey. Send them to me. I'll take them. <laughs> just wear her socks, Snake. Just wear her socks. You'll be good. <laughs> or her tiara, bro. Or her tiara, whatever. You Women have been enjoying wearing men's clothes for a long time now. <laughs> Y'all love these our sweatshirts. Yeah, those sweatshirts, they disappear. You disappear, goddammit. <laughs> Wool socks, too. Oh, yeah. I'm glad I'm single. I don't have to worry about wearing some woman's clothes. Not yet. Just wait. Now, next week, you'll be wearing skins. <laughs> yeah, it happens. You have to get the newspaper or something or, like, the package that you've been waiting for comes, but, like, your sweatpants are, like, next to the door but it's dark and then you put them on and they're not yours and you're like holy <laughs> crap all right you just go grab it anyway you know i gotta get something before we sign off because it's what a new moon what's the what's the astrological um pisces what's the yeah pisces what's the so, astrological situation for the day yeah so the new moon was in pisces which is imaginative and awesome but by the time we got on here it was an aries <laughs> fire sign <laughs> Because you sent, I saw that something you sent me, and it was like everything was clustered into one little, like one house. It felt like or... it was one. It was on all on the left side of the chart. So I tweeted that. If you look at, at occult priestess, I also tweeted it. But it was all on one side of the chart, all of the planets, and the moon where it was was also in this. It wasn't the bowl. It was a different uh, word they used for it. Uh, but that meant that we are in times of isolation and deep difficulty and it mentioned world war ii especially during the ides of march to it always i get a weird itchy gross feeling during these couple weeks uh and i always get the i need to get out like i get the like this is the time of year that i remember i moved out of texas just on a whim so it's like that this is just like you know it's breakout too brute and yeah. too <laughs> actually i saw a meme with i saw a meme with caesar salad dressing and it had a knife in it nice dude yeah i mean we are the, we're here we're here it's the 14th technically it's a leap year Wait a second did we lose an hour huh yes we lost an hour at two o'clock we're an hour in one hour or 30 how is it even possible six minutes we're losing, losing an hour. Benjamin fucking Franklin. Fake. Just as fake as the it's an illusion for sure shit. we all know that come on guys i want to string benjamin franklin up by that kite string <laughs> with a key on properly. it <laughs> yeah and then drop john newton on his head or whatever his name well is. i would love to murder darwin can we do that yeah let's do it hey i got a badass uh darwin shirt that my boy gave me that he's it's but it's in the scarface lettering and it's got him carrying the book it's awesome it's, it's not his fault people didn't have to read i know it's, crap. It's, it's like it. they abandoned thousands of years of cultural yeah. hey, that heritage for yeah. that guy 
Because oh, it goes along with the New World Order agenda that we're just meat suits, that we don't matter. There is no God. It's nihilism on crack and Gnosticism. Yeah. So Imagine you, all the people. It's true. I'm serious. And, and, and I love Gnosticism as a whole, but it's like, okay, y'all are just as bad as atheists, so go away. But not go away, because I'll listen to everybody, but because it's fun to entertain. Other than that. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Well, I hope you guys have a groovy disco weekend. Well, what else do we do besides disco all weekend, guys? Seriously. I mean. I'm building a rabbit hutch. I got rabbits. I got my roller skates on, so I'm out of here. Pretty, that's, I'm pretty stoked for you, Snake. I'm, I want to get rabbits myself. Dude, the New Great Zealand. Oh, they're meat rabbits, but they're so cute. It's going to be a shame. Oh man, you'll goats. never starve. That's a miracle. That's the idea, babe. <laughs> we're, uh, we're, I'm doing it, but uh, I want goats too. Those goats, man. That's from a little at a time. I want to get bunnies. Like, uh, <laughs> you get, you'd have enough for like what? Like every every week, you could have one, maybe or twice. I've been warned. I month, might maybe. end up with like forty rabbits here in a couple months and be overwhelmed, but I'll just you know. happen. Yeah, like I, gotta, I already know it's already happened. If you have two rabbits or if you if you have like three rabbits or something and then over a year if yeah. uh three of them are female then uh something like thirty six rabbits. I have um, three females and two males. Yeah, you're gonna have a lot of rabbits. You got you- biggest dogs man, these rabbits. Oh man with with big floppy Loppy ears and stuff. Oh, they're so cute. It's like, I'm going to eat you. Oh, God. I, I, do you know all the, like, did you discover the herbs that make them taste like heaven? No, I'm learning. You had to look up, like, fancy chefs cooking rabbit and figure out what they put on those suckers. All right. Yeah, stuff them. Stuff them with all kinds of delicious rosemary and butter. Give them What's butter the nutritional value of uh, rabbits? I thought they were very low in fat. Or they're not very ca- calorie thick or protein thick. What, what was it? They're, they're very- I think well, the like value, a chicken. Yeah, the value is just being able to provide for yourself and be independent. No, no, I understand that. I'm just saying that I was told, you, you know, when you make rabbit meat, that it's it's not, you know, it's very it's not very fat. Uh, I don't know. These, I, these, this breed might be fatty. I think what you're talking about is like wild rabbit that's out there. That's like it. I, I, I do know that it's better than squirrel. Yeah, squirrel's yeah. kind of tough. I I tried cleaning a squirrel, and I always got squirrel hair in the meat, and it was disgusting. Yeah. Bless your heart, man. That's ridiculous. I'm so sorry. <laughs> I had a friend that used to go shoot like every little marmot that he could see and then uh we started making him eat everything that he shot <laughs> good damn quit. <laughs> yeah he quit after uh like a squirrel or uh like a like a chip monkey well we're happy to discover we have lots and lots of bullfrogs on our ponds here so we'll be doing some frog digging too so we got that meat available Plenty of squirrel. The deer are everywhere. Got rabbits, chickens, little abraxases running around. What's an abraxis? Hmm? Go for little, it. Little chickens. Go. Little abraxis feet. Abraxis is kind of a chicken god. 
It's the chicken snake god. Chickeny. In Gnosticism. You gotta okay. think of it. Yeah, Braxis. You gotta think of it like the. Yeah. Well, I yeah. knew it was an occult word, and I had no idea what it had to do with chickens. There, my, I see my chickens, and I think of a Braxis all the time. That's all. Okay. <laughs> but look, I always think of Baba Yaga. Oh yeah, I gotta look that. I'm I'm ready for some Buddhism here. Well, the like Baba this. Yaga is from like Norwegian, like heavy black metal. No. It's B A B A. She just Y A G A. She just learned about mayhem. I oh, did. <laughs> I saw the Lords of Chaos and wanted to kill myself. Thank you very much. <laughs> yeah. All right, everybody on YouTube. Good night. Have a beautiful weekend. Stop in. We love you all, and we live in your heads. Yeah. Next week. That's where we 